before we start, this is kind of hard lore. <laughs> I don't. I'm, you're going to see a bandaid around my finger today. I'm. This is my first ever wiping injury. Get a load of this. I don't know if I want to start the episode with this, so I'm just going to say it now. I have a bidet, a tushy bidet, right? Uh-huh. It's got the bamboo knobs. Uh-huh. Okay. I guess I, I guess I came in a little hot when turning it on. Okay. A, a piece of bamboo about this long went to the back of my fingernail. I damn near cried on the shitter. Ass on the seat, still wet from... <laughs> From, but they might have been even on for a few extra seconds. I was sitting there on fire, dying. Oh, you were just so excited to get that cool release. It was over. I was done. I was like a saw trap, dude. Tushy, if you're listening, the bamboo's got to go. You damn near killed me today. Hello, welcome. It's hard lore time. How you doing, Bo? I'm doing a lot better than your finger. You now sure you are. Now you uh, can't. It's staying in. This is a this is a very <laughs> special episode for many reasons. We have a friend of the show as a guest, closed casket fellow alumni, mm. Jake Collinson from Judiciary, Texas Hardcore. He's from Lubbock. The only hardcore band from Lubbock ever. <laughs> Jake, welcome. Thank you guys for fucking having me. I didn't know you were from Lubbock. Unfortunately, but yeah, no, it's yeah. We're uh, I'm born and raised in Lubbock. The original four of us are all from there. So wow, you guys, you guys have both been there. I don't know if you remember it. Oh, I remember. Oh, I remember it well. Really? Yeah. What do you What do you remember about it? Uh, I remember the venue very well. I remember a. Was it the Waitress? pool hall venue? It was the pool hall. Yeah, we Jake's is the venue. Jake's pool hall. Is you are you any relation? <laughs> I had a nickel brother. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I remember somebody that worked a, a a white girl with like crazy dreads that worked there. That checks out. You know that, her? That, no, but there's probably like three hundred of them that live in Lubbock. That's Jake. That's, yeah. Jake. That's, That's weird. That I wouldn't pool. expect that from Lubbock. Lubbock is very uh, odd. Like, I mean, it's just an odd place. And like a bunch of people I find are very in touch with their spiritual side, which also comes into white person with dreadlock territory. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We, we played there with on the, every time I die tour and it was like one of the only shot shows just cause like that room is big. Like, yeah, it's hard to fill for anyone, especially in like West. That's for Vale of Maya and, Upon a burning body, that ain't for us, you know. But yeah, some, every time I die, finished, and some someone from the band said in the mic, like, "Thank you, Lubbock, putting you on the fucking list." Ooh. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> well, I yeah. was at that show. I was like yeah. one of two people moshing to Harm's Way. Nice. Yeah, that sounds about right. I just remember it's, smelling like cigarettes for like a week because they're smoking yep. indoors there. Mm-hmm. Was there unless what, unless you request it without. That's the Fuck. only thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was gnarly. What were what were like the marquee tours that came through Lubbock when you were a young lad where you were like, damn, this is this is what I want to be doing. So here's the thing is like Lubbock for like metalcore and stuff like that, especially when I was in like middle school and high school, like 
was decently solid. It wasn't anything like Dallas or San Antonio or anything like that. But um, like when I was like a fucking wee little lad, mm-hmm. um, I saw Azalea dying a few times. That was like a huge thing for me. Um, I went before my time. Um, Kyle uh, told who plays bass in judiciary told me about uh, a show that he went to that was like hate breed agnostic front uh somebody else i can't remember who like we would get random really really cool shit every now and then mm-hmm. um but like other than that like when i was in middle school high school it was a bunch of like deathcore and metalcore bands um so your your veil vale maya statement stands i would say they're called. dude veil vale maya was my first like heavy show i ever See? went it, easy it was 50 yeah you read that landscape well so, so they opened that one it was bleeding through unearth the devil wears prada and veil of maya and i was like 12 years old you were hitting the fucking pit scratching Dude, the lawn, motherfucker. i was wearing a fucking i was wearing a little fucking tightest black shirt i could Dude. tightest black jeans i could find i staged dough for a first time and made sure my dad filmed it no it was I mean, a, didn't didn't we all <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if Absolutely. it wasn't that it was myra jahari Dude, freshman freshman year my like day like daily i would wear loose brown dickies i'm wearing a, brown jeans right now there you go and a black like the a size youth large throwdown shirt like God, the youth large, smallest man. possible shirt i could feel were you ever a youth large dick you don't strike uh, me as a youth large fella He's when a i was a large house, when i was a large youth yeah but like <laughs> since then I, I jumped into like adult smalls when I was probably like 12, I think. And then, but that was still like, I was a fucking compacted sausage. Sure. So yeah. making the realization that like a looser shirt feels better was. It's revolutionary. Was when I, when I figured, dude, when I discovered size large, <sighs> dude. And then when I got, when I, when I stepped up to XL, mm. that was like. I'm, I'm an XL with long sleeves or hoodie. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm size large with t-shirts, but I got, I got boxes full of mediums. I hung on to mediums way too long. All, yeah. Like all of my twitching shirts are mediums. Oh, dude, brutal. It it, it's interesting. I mean, I still have this realization sometimes, like lately, that if you just buy things a little bigger, sometimes mm-hmm. it just fits you. Yeah, and you don't have to be you don't have to be uncomfortable in clothes. Mm-mm. But dude, also. This- Sometimes when you're like, I hate that brand, it's really because, you know. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> Gildan sucks. Well. Yeah. Wow. Dude, especially buying like vintage shirts and you're trying to justify like a 22 pit to pit. Dude, like, I was just going to say, I can, I can fit into a 21 pit to pit. No. 21. No. You see, 22 is where I draw the line. Mm. 22, 28. I look at that and I go, that's, that's my minimum. Yeah. I'm going. My my sweet spot is like a twenty three point five twenty nine. Yeah, that's like. See if I see that, pop it. You can't stop me from bid. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You won't I beat ju- me. I literally 29. just bought another Sepultura shirt because of those <laughs> measurements. Dude, I, I discovered this is poignant. I discovered a method of stretching out shirts where it lasts, because I bought that Slapshot shirt that I like love, but when I got it, it was a bit too small. Wash it. You hand wash it. And it's lengthy. You hang hand wash it with like conditioner and then just do like a light stretch mode. And then you rinse it with baking soda in the water 
and then you just like rinse it and rinse it and then you can't dry it you have to like hang dry but he i mean it, it's like a fully f- normal shirt for me now so. I, lately i've been into this the this method you know this one it's that what's that you put the shirt on with your arms on your sides oh like oh, like them. a hot dog Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good. And it's the only. It's like that's how you don't eat. Because if you do this, yeah, 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 you're getting the tug marks. But arms at your sides, the whole thing is evenly distributing. Mm-hmm. Give See. it a shot. <laughs> See, I got like a, I got like a portly gut. I got like a real healthy power belly going oh, I'm on. With you, I'm so with I have you. to fucking like. I used to just tug and tug, and it looks sure. like I had fucking dog nipples, and like <laughs> I, like. I, I saw this big dude on TikTok. He he does a rolling out of pizza dough method. Yeah. So you yeah, go yeah. under your shirt and just kind of like speed bag Ooh. it really slow. Cause, and you don't do it too hard because then it'll stretch out the neck, but Ooh. it'll get mm. the stretch without a tug mark. So that's been my shit recently. I'll give it a whirl. I got some small shirts up there. Try it out, brother. Speaking of which, Jake, that reminds me of a, of a Euro compliment that you got that I really, I that resonated with me and I liked is my, could you tell, my could favorite. Could you give it to me verbatim? So tell me uh, the backstory we, as well. So we were on tour with Bamakara. It was our second time in Europe. We played uh, Return to Strength Festival, classic in mm. Querfurt, Germany. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Querfurt. Querfurt. That was French. Never mind. I believe we um, played the first Return to Strength, and it's it's cool to see that they're still going and it's still badass. Yeah, I think that they just announced. Uh, like last week, and I think I saw that Bamakar is playing it again, and Simulacra is playing, which is cool. Um, but yeah, we played that. It was our first time playing that fest tent in the field, bunch of t- bunch of smaller tents with Germans in them. They're having a great time, of course. Um, so we show up. We have a really fucking good set. There's a video online somewhere. Um. But like our set was fucking unbelievable. Wow. One of the best Germany sets we've ever had. And so I go to like the merge tent and I'm just drinking water. And uh, I think I'm talking to Xavier and uh, this guy comes up and he's like, I'm going to do the accent. I don't yeah, fucking care. Do the uh, it's, not, <laughs> it's not offensive. You have my permission as, yeah. as a full German. It's all Thank good. you. Thank you both. Um, so. <laughs> I'm talking to Xavier and this guy comes up to me and goes, excuse me, uh, I would like to ask about your workouts. And I was like, my workouts? Like, what did I do in the gym? And he's like, oh, yes. Uh, I, I really like your body. Uh, you have a big, strong body. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. Amazing like, yeah. start, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, like super complimentary. And so I was about to be like, yeah, fucking news, bodybuilding shit, but I don't really eat that great. So, uh. <laughs> and so like, I, I started talking to him that, and then he just interrupts me in the middle of it. He goes, yes, I really like your body. You have these big arms. And he's touching me, by the way, when he's up to this. He's, like, pointing at, pointing at them. He's like, you have these big arms, big shoulder, and these big breast. But you also have this big, big belly. <laughs> He was, he was like, oh, it's nice. It's, it's natural. I like it. Oh. And then he talked to me for like 10 minutes after that about how much he hated the band Guilt Trip, which was the first band we went on tour with <laughs> over there. He was like, oh, it sounds like he's whining and so it's a microphone. I don't like it. And then uh, he talks, talks shit about them for a little bit. And then he's like, 
okay, I'm going to go watch Desolated. Can I have a hug? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, sure, dude, whatever. I give him a hug, and then he just runs into the darkness while have you De- seen Desolated is playing. I don't know. I don't and know if he was real. I hope he's one. No, he was real. hundred percent. Was he an apparition <laughs> that no. just appeared? He was a, he Is it was a manifestation a, of every was a family. He's in a family of 10 twin brothers and I've met them all. I'm sure. Mm. And they all have ruined my life in some way. Hans, Franz, Sons, Cons, and, and Lons. Lons. Yeah. <laughs> Brutal. But yeah. We stayed in Vienna one time. I haven't told this story before. Uh, I don't remember even what tour it was, but we stayed in Vienna. Uh, Peter was with us and insisted on sleeping on hardwood floor with nothing, like <laughs> no pillow, okay. no sleeping bag, just on hardwood. <laughs> and um, I think it was my friend and her boyfriend, their place in Vienna, like really near the venue. And we liked exploring Vienna. Um, so we wanted to stay, whatever. Ween. It was, huh? Harm's Way loves exploring Ween. We love Ween. Yeah. And uh, in the middle of the night, she came out. She was like, my boyfriend is really sick. Um, like, do you guys, like, are, are any of you, like, at all met? And we were like, no, we're not. No, we're not doctors. doctors. Yeah, yeah. Like, asking? do you know what to do? And we were like, take, <laughs> he had a, he was, she was like, his head really hurts. I don't know what you call it. And we were like, well, take medicine or whatever. They called. Uh, is it aching maybe? <laughs> All fake. They called um, an ambulance. Oh damn! And dude, a li- I, I can only describe it because you said Hans, and that's what triggered this. I can only describe it as I just did the thing, Colin. I rubbed my. You eye. did the thing. I can only describe it as the entire villain crew from Die Hard one. Like were the EMTs, in, dude? They were, but yeah, dressed up as EMTs with like ponytails and like glasses and stuff. And Saba even gave him like he was like. What's up? <laughs> As they like walked in, and yeah. this dude, I don't remember his name. He was like leaving. We we're like, "You're right, man." He just went. Oh. So it was his <laughs> stomach? No, he had a headache. He had a migraine, <laughs> and he went to the fucking hospital. Damn. He was fine. Free healthcare must be lit. Dude. Must well, be amazing. You can call the EMT. Call an ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starving. Call an ambulance. <laughs> Jake, dude. have you been to Europe since then? Uh, yes. Last time we went to Europe was this past summer, and it, we played the biggest show we've ever fucking played, Hellfest. Hellfest? Oh, dude. Let's dude. Hellfest rocks. Coolest fucking day ever. ever. It was it was insane. Like, any, everything, like, the lineup art on our day was cool. Like, getting to play in front of, what, like, 10,000 people was cool. We yeah. had friends that, like, Year of the Knife played right before us. Mm-hmm. Incendiary was there. We were playing shows with Terror, like... It was fucking sick. I ran into the, the war zone stage. Oh yeah. Yeah. We had, stage, yeah. we had a really fucking good set. Like I'm our cool. reaction our reaction was good. Doing a bunch of these. It worked. <laughs> like yeah. It it was fucking sick. Um I ran into fucking Sam from Bolt Thrower because uh Memoriam was playing. Memoriam, nice. Mm. Yeah. I actually rubbed shoulders with him. Nice. He said, sorry, right. And then fucking walked away. Magical. Catering. Oh, yeah. Catering's good. Let me catering's fire. The year I played, so. Couldn't fucking catering fucking rocks there. Um, uh, what is it like going? Because neither of us have been back since COVID. It's been a while. 
Colin's never going back. I'll go. Th- I mean, I'm, nope. I know nobody's invited me. Probably because <laughs> of this fucking show. But, <laughs> but uh, what? How is the process any different getting in post COVID? Um, like, is there so- any more of a headache? I know things are mostly chill, and I was in Europe not too long, like over a year ago. But like, that's not with a band with like a bunch of shit and like visas and stuff. Yeah. So I don't know if anything's changed since last year when we went. There was one pain in the ass thing that happened to us that like, so we showed up in Austin to fly. We were flying to Paris mm. um, and we showed up at the gate and they're like, oh, do you have this like really specific form for like COVID tracking? And we're like, no, what are you talking about? And they're like, oh, it should have gotten sent to you. Go to this website. And basically it's like something from the French government that you give like all of your fucking info to. Yeah, yeah. And like, where are you going? What are you doing here? All the shit. And it like to stop, like when we're literally giving them our bags to check and like, we have to still go through TSA security. It's like such a pain in the ass. That was one hiccup. And then they fucking, we were in the middle of all that massive, like bag losing shit. Oh, did you lose your stuff? Dude, it was, this was like, okay. So this Europe tour was the best and worst fucking tour that we've ever done over there. Like the shows were finally good, but every other factor was <laughs> fucked. Well, so, so we've had really good shows before somehow. Like we've, I think we just gotten lucky and like, but we, this time we played like small club shows of terror. So like, oh, that was huge. cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like, we played really big, we played like Eperfest, we played Hellfest. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, it was a good, good run, but we showed up in Paris on the first day waiting for the fucking baggage baggage claim. And that was in the middle of like, Oh, Heathrow has like mountains of bags fucking yeah. everywhere. And like, we heard other bands, like I think CU space cowboy lost a bunch of shit. Dead heat lost then, everything. Yeah. Dead heat lost everything. everything. Um, and we showed up and my bag was missing. My personal bag was missing. Uh, Kyle's personal bag was missing. Juan's personal bag was missing. Um, cause Juan was filling in for Israel because he was a gate creeper over there. Right, right. Um, and then uh, Kyle's base was missing because they made him gate check it. Um, well, yeah. Because we had a connection in Heathrow. And then what else? was? Oh, we had a fucking giant box of, like, we, we had some leftover merch that we were bringing over and uh, our banner and records. <sighs> like, like 150 records in that box. Which, like, how, you guys know. until you, you got them back? A month after we got back yeah. to the state. Oh fuck! So you didn't have your personal bags? No, for dude, the whole I, tour. I lived at. I had one change of clothes in that backpack, and I had another pair of shoes because I was like, just in case my bag gets lost, I don't think it's gonna get lost. And then it got lost, so I had like one extra pair of underwear, an extra pair of socks, an extra pair of shoes, and one extra outfit. And then, for some miracle, I put my show shirt in my backpack. Wow. So that was huge. So did you have your toiletries in your backpack? No. Oh, or no, no, no. that is the one thing I had actually. Okay. Because I, uh, I had, why did I bring it? There was, oh, I was on like a asthma medication at the time. I have asthma and I was trying out a new one and I was like, I don't want this to get lost just in case. (laughs) This is like signs. This is the plot of signs. Straight up. You having asthma. No poison got in his lungs. That's right. Yeah. I, I like to think of it more as the sister from Hereditary, but like 
And then I landed in Europe and my fucking head gets knocked off. Yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Uh, but so. Well, thank I, God yeah. it's like really easy to do laundry there. You know? Yeah. Dude. You <laughs> Okay. So after I finish this, remind me of the laundry thing. Right, um, we'll do. So. I, we had to just like buy shit. Like I went to H and M, bought like the worst, shapiest underwear I've ever fucking worn in my life. Yeah. And then like, what else? Like I had to buy like socks. I had I bought like just blank fucking H and M shirts. And like finding like Euro American yeah. XL is Euro two X. Finding yeah. a Euro two X in yeah. fucking France. Yeah. Where the hell do they sell those? Yeah. Yeah. So. It was a nightmare, but like we, me, Kyle, and Juan were fucking miserable, but we made it through it. And to cap that off, I had me and Kyle went to Barcelona for like three days after the tour was over just to like chill. Mm. Um, so like even when I was like trying to chill, I still smelled like a fucking Mercedes Sprinter. Of course, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, dude, it fun. So we played a fucking terror club show and. Uh, three drunk Germans came up and, yes. uh, one of them, what they were haggling me on price as, as they, as they love to do. And, uh, while we were haggling on the price, one of the Germans spilled a fucking beer on the display merch. And I was like, well, now it's double. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you got to pay for that one too. Yeah. And, uh, the guy was like, no, like, I'm not going to do that. Like I just spent like 40 bucks over a tear. And I was like, oh, I don't care. And then uh, he, while we're arguing, he goes, you can just wash that shirt. Where? <laughs> exactly. How? Like, yeah. And if I wash it, where am I going to dry it? Yeah, yeah I'll pick it, it up in the, three fucking business days when it's dry. You take it to the fucking river water mill and scrub it with yeah. some. I think that's what I said. Beat it with a fucking hammer. What? Yeah. How do they dry clothes? Bo, tell me. fight <laughs> me. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing there. I don't know. There's no excuse. There's no screens. There's no air conditioning. There's no fucking dryers. Dude, holy shit. The no air conditioning this last time, especially because of my luggage problem. Ooh. Dude, oh, every shirt I had was fucking sweaty. I wanted to <laughs> fucking kill myself. And but then the tour we got was to, good. The shows were good. The people were good. The shows were good. The people were good. The reactions were good. Like Your I had a good big, time. Big belly was good. Big, big Dude, it was, was full of like gas station sausages. Mm, it was yeah. yeah. Dude, and then me and Kyle went to Barcelona and yeah. had like a fantastic time. Some time like honestly, never Dude, been. It. I think it. It's my favorite city now. Wow. And, really? Yeah. Dude, we showed up. We were so fucking exhausted from tour. We showed up, put our bags at the hotel, and then we reserved a table at this place to get paella. Mm. And we were like, we thought it was a topless place that also served paella. So we ordered like a fucking smorgasbord, like <laughs> a, a paella for two. And then like this appetizer, I ordered a dish of cannelloni because I thought it was mm. only going to be one. We ordered like a cold seafood like platter. Every order was family style. Yeah. And we <laughs> ate it. We ate it all. Yes. And because of course we did. And then we how walked back. How skinny were you after? How long was the tour itself? Only like two weeks. It wasn't that bad. Two oh, weeks in okay. Europe. I dropped, a, I dropped 20 pounds easy. 
dude, the first week or the first time we went over there, I dropped like 30 and I, I was also like super sick towards the end. I had a, a sinus infection and an upper respiratory infection. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You just, uh, my yeah. appetite since being sick and having COVID, my appetite is gone. I'm like down a belt notch. Really? I, I, I'm just, yeah. dude, I just, I cannot finish a meal anymore. It's really I'll be, weird. I'll, let me send it over. You know, let's, I got let's it. Just send it right your way. Just yeah. baby bird it. For me. <laughs> <laughs> what did you eat that, anything what? good over there besides Barcelona? How is hmm. my long, my long chicken doing over there? Oh, you know, long chicken's doing good. I know. Yeah. Long chicken's just fine. Honestly. Mm. I, I enjoyed a good. I enjoy a good donor, too. Mm. Mm. It's you all know, you got though. After a yeah, while, yeah, you know? yeah. Day yeah. eight oh. of donor is like, take me to fucking get me a Big Mac, please. I th- dude, I think that this was the tour that we ate the most McDonald's on, which is like, goddamn right. Because like the first time you go over there, you're like, no, I want to like taste yeah. the fucking. I want to be. I want. I want to be Remy and Ratatouille tasting the cheese and the fruit and these cultures yeah. and stuff like that. And then after a while, you're like. Give me some fucking McNuggets. Give me like, yeah, give me, yeah straight up. Give me a fry. But, but then I went to Barcelona and like, it was like heaven, and it, they had air conditioning. That was the best part, dude. That's okay. Sold. I think that's why it's my favorite city. We're we're past this. Yeah, we're we're past we've this. advanced. You yeah. know. Yeah. Is, I've uh, been to much poorer countries that all have air conditioning. I know Germany can afford it. Cars got them. On the, oh Do what the car, the BMW's got it. <laughs> Do it in the house too. See, the same thing. Like the first, I think we were spoiled the first two times we went over there because it was like colder, mm-hmm. and like so I didn't notice it. And Winter then, tours are are kind of the move. Yeah, yeah. Dude, no fests. Well, like yeah. it was so hot that like the time we went, uh, Israel told us that when Gate Creeper p- played Hellfest. Um, cause you know how they have that like mini city backstage where like all the trailers are and yeah, like yeah. shit like that. Um, he said that in their trailer, the water bottles were like hot to the touch. Oh, like yeah. they couldn't, they couldn't drink any water. They were fucking just like, even the, the catering upstairs, like nobody wanted to be in there because the heat just gets trapped Fuck, like yeah, in yeah. there. I think they said it, it like hit over a hundred degrees. At, it, you ever go like, there during like the Euro cup or the world cup or something? Yes. We were in Paris when the World Cup was happening. Like, don't ever do that. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds horrible. It it's, was. Your shows will suffer so much. Because mm-hmm. they, they come to the show and, like, the, there's just a TV playing the game while you are playing your set. And you'll just see the whole show, like. Yeah, the whole. Your set sucks dick because they have to watch this game. And it's somehow the fucking, I feel like one time we went and they were just fucking with us because the routing was like every day we were playing Poland. Poland had a match that day playing Germany. The next day, Germany had a match that day. So nobody gives a fuck about anything else. It's awesome. I guess I respect it. You know, it's like having the Super Bowl every single day. Every day. day. (laughs) Did you play a show yesterday, Jake? Two days ago. Saturday, dude, it fucking rocked. Yeah. Like, was that the we, the Washington one? Yeah, just another gig. Um, we played on Friday right before Comeback Kid, and there was a bunch of bands that I hadn't like listened to on our day and the next day that fucking rocked. Um, mm. the band that played before us, Denial of Life, was really good. 
Mm. Um, never listened to them. Um, but like our reaction was really good. We played a couple of new songs and they went over well. Um, sold some Isn't merch, saw some pals. It was a good fucking time, honestly. Playing a new song and it not being a fart is like, <laughs> what a relief. Dude. Because this, right, you guys, it's been a kind of a long time coming for this record, right? Oh, yeah. We've been. Flesh plus blood. Yeah. We've been sitting on it for fucking. It took you uh, yeah, you. I mean, when did you record this? Two years ago? What the hell? So, so our original plan for this record, we got done with the Gate Creeper Exhumed Tour in 29, December of 2019. And we were like, oh, we don't have another tour till August of next year. Let's fucking just hunker down, get to it, all this shit. And then March of 2020 hit and we couldn't see each other anymore. And we're, we're spread out pretty hard. Like at, at the time I was still living in Lubbock. Um, so me and Israel were in Lubbock, mm. Austin and Kyle are in Austin and Jimmy's in fucking Milwaukee. Nice. So like, Wait. I mean, Lubbock and Austin itself is a six hour drive. And then Jeez. like, there's Texas very, so there, there's like no fucking direct flights from Lubbock to Austin either for some reason. Just so you have hangovers. to, yeah. yeah, it's, it was fucked. So, uh, like we, like the world ended and then, yeah. uh, we basically had to teach or they had to learn, like Austin had to learn how to program drums. Mm -hmm. Israel had to learn like a whole recording software. We bought him like recording equipment and shit. So he could like pass back, back and forth demos. Is Kyle he the guy? Was Israel? Like yeah. the writer? Yeah. Kind of a mix for this last record. Kyle was kind of like the creative filter of a bunch of shit. Like he kind of had like the broad vision for everything. He plays guitar too. Like he played guitar for us before he jumped back to bass. He originally played bass. He's got, he had the best job now. Yeah. <laughs> but Lucky he, fella. he was kind of like the creative filter and he would do things where he would, he would make a riff and then go to Jimmy and Israel and be like, okay, make this better. Yeah. Like, cause you guys are more talented at guitar than me. And this then is, this is the way. Jimmy and Israel also brought their riffs in. Israel is the lead guy, though. Like, he's any solo, like, melody shit, that's all him. Right. So, but, like, meat and potatoes, like, a bunch of it was Kyle. And then Jimmy and Israel jumped in. And then once we all together, we fleshed it out and tried to get our opinions to, like, merge into one cohesive isn't thing. The the, isn't that, like, the most stressful time? Dude, dude, when everyone's like, well, I think <laughs> too like, many cooks, man. Yeah, way dude, too many cooks. Sometimes one dude's got the vision and you just got to like hit your wagon to his star. And you know well, what I'm saying, man? That's the thing, too, is we were limited on fucking time. So, yeah. like, anytime we would fly Jimmy down for like to Austin for like four days, and then it's like, okay, we're practicing all day today, all day tomorrow, all day the next day. And so by the end of it, Everybody was fucking brain dead. Yeah. Trying to like get their ideas out. And then like people have trouble like matching their ideas to other people. And like somebody's like, no, that's not the way I, I wanted it. And they're like, right. well, this way's cool. So it's like fucking whole thing. But like sorry. It, it oh shit, Metal Cat fucking going ham. He came in screaming. My, my apologies. <laughs> no, you're good. But yeah, it was just fucking mess. And then like we recorded in September of 2021. And uh, 
then mixing took a while because Putney's studio like flooded oh, in the middle right. of it. Jesus Christ. And, and, and then we had to let, he had to just basically like shove us in whenever he could right. after that. Were you in Belleville or were you at the new studio? No. So we recorded with Arthur Rizek in Philly. Oh, but, um, but Putney mixed it? Yeah. Gotcha, and like gotcha. Arthur was fucking awesome, honestly. Like he did like exactly what we wanted him to like. And he's so like fucking just calming presence because he's just weed man. Chill. And dude, he's the chillest. Um, But then like, yeah, Putney just like it was a it it was hard to get him back because he had so much other shit going on. Mm -hmm. And so then we got the mixes back. And then we had to do the art, which is a whole thing. And then we had to do like it, it just like time after time, we just were catching up to ourselves. So yeah. We've been sitting on these songs for a long fucking time. Do you, do you hate know? them or is it just the kind of like you know how that can be? But or are you like finally? I still love them, honestly. Yeah. Like all of them. There's nothing on the record that I'm like, nah, we should have fucking cut. We could have done without mm-hmm. that. Like I love every song, honestly, which is crazy. It's, it's not crazy because I mean you listen to this both both the singles so far and it's like objectively such a crazy level up. Uh, like yeah. the songwriting is crazy, the the riffs are like crazy technical. You sound awesome. The production mm-hmm. is big. Um, no logo on the artwork. You guys hate you guys. How was that? Was that an internal debate? Dude. <laughs> I knew you were going to say something about it. Too. I'm just, I'm, I'm yeah. just asking. I'm not. I know, no, no, no. I know. I, uh, we were all like, I think we wanted, I think we were pretty uniform and not wanting a logo on the artwork, honestly. But then, like, you hear that it's like, no, you probably should because of this, that, and the other thing. So then you try it and then you're like, and some people are like, I actually like that. And then, it was a whole fucking thing. Like, but I, I, I personally like the no logo on the record art thing. It's, I mean, I get, I understand it, you know, mm-hmm. but this is a, we're in a completely digital world. Ice Spice mm-hmm. can get away with it. They're going to post her no matter what, you know, <laughs> I'd always, I, I, you're, you're braver than me is really what it comes down to. It's I get risk. scared because you post a screenshot of it. You go, yo, this shit's crazy. And people are so fucking lazy sometimes that they just see an artwork with no album and they're like, yeah. See, and that was what I was nervous about because like we've had like our logo on that EP that we did, the Axis of Equality, right. like looks so fucking good just on top of that painting. Yeah, I'm looking at it right here. It looks awesome. It's like fit, the shape is so perfect over yeah, that. Yeah, uh, exactly. Painting. So it's like, uh, like part of you is like, uh, I don't know, because like that turned out really cool. But then we also got a new logo. And it was like, right. does the new logo like look all right with the artwork? Like, I it's love very the new logo. Sleek, the new the new artwork. So I see, I understand why. It's very like pretty, you know. Dude, yeah, if there's a beautiful. If there's photograph. two types of media that, like, if you can do them, you can make so much money. It's logo design, yeah, and fucking like album layout, yeah. If you want to be a hired gun album layout guy and you can like do good. Dude, but that shit is so painstaking. I've it's done both worst. and kill me. Like, <laughs> just because, like, I, and, like, I'm very fortunate that people would ask me to do that stuff, but it's just so, like, the, like, as far as, like, layout, making sure all the lyrics are uniform, 
then people catch, catch like misspellings of stuff or like misformatting. Um, and then like logos, it's like, Hey, can you bring like this little tick on the A, like just down like a little bit? Cause I'm that guy. I would be, yeah, I would ask yeah, yeah, like, yeah. and of course it's like understandable, but you're like, you're like on your fifth edit and you're just like, that's the thing is like, and that's how typos and shit get through because you've looked at five different versions of this thing. And now you're on the fifth version. You're like, I don't have the energy to fucking read all this shit again. Yeah. I don't, I just sent, just print, print it. <laughs> Are there, is there like a, a band that you got to do art for that still today kind of blows your mind or. I've done some, some things that I think are really cool. I got to do a uh, shirt for uh, this country band from Lubbock called Flatline Cavalry. Fuck. And I, I just did like an old school George Strait design type thing for them Whoa. and I was really fucking stoked on that because it's like a hometown thing and like yeah. it's a world that I've never fucking touched before mm-hmm. um uh our friend Cahill uh Bonji uh has asked me to do a couple friend of things that, uh were like kind of like full circle things for me so like like yeah. I when I was like in middle school I like like the band four years strong I got to do like sure. a bunch of their pre-order stuff I thought that was cool nice. um and then, like, did, did Vincent, you do the judiciary layouts? No, uh, Mr. The Master Ridge Ride himself uh, did mm. the layouts, dude. He, he's unbelievable. He's I can't, he, he, dude, he, he did so much work. He created a custom typeface for us, wow, like Whoa. that we can use, like, from here on out. He's, yeah. he's fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, like, uh, there's been some cool stuff. Like, I, I love doing, like, I did, like, one for Acacia Strain, one for Kuva Khan, like, nice. and those are, like, boys so like i'm glad i got to do those but that's huge are Dude, you was, seeing uh, sorry go ahead. what's up Bo? it doesn't matter go ahead oh, go ahead i was getting into an uber last night and there was a a young man who yelled "Bo, friend of the program <laughs> and it just program. came to mind we're all you're all friends of the program everybody <laughs> listening to this have you seen uh uh, going back to like beginning of judiciary era, you started 2015, 2016. We actually started in 2013. Whoa. We, uh, I graduated high school and we started jamming in the back of like, so Austin's parents live like out in the country mm-hmm. and like surrounded by cotton fields. So we didn't have to worry about noise. We, we, me, Israel and him started jamming in the back of his parents' garage wow. right after I graduated high school. And then we put out our demo in 2014, like early 2014. Yeah, I didn't. Even, I don't even think I knew about this demo. Yeah, it's it, it, it like only lives s- on Bandcamp. Okay, I yeah. think you oh. you sent me this demo along with telling me that you worked at Foot Locker and you could get me 10 percent off or something. That was probably Kyle. I don't think he looked worked at Foot was Locker, but he's. So I remember you guys. You guys tweeted at us. Uh, in like 2014 that the demo was rad of whoever yeah. I, I didn't know if it was you or taylor it was me for sure then uh so we uh we went to this is hardcore that year and kyle walked up and gave you a demo tape and was just like yo thank you for like tweeting at us and then walked away but he's always looking to give people discounts i know he's That's giving just, you discounts oh, on hellish my brother Kyle is, Kyle is 10% of uh, the, the quality of this show. I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Thanks, Kyle. No. But yeah, like we've been a band for fucking almost 10 years now. It's fucking insane. 
the grind. You did the full grind, man. You guys, the, 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 like the, the difference can be seen in the grinders versus like the bands that just explode overnight. Um, mm. you know, I remember you guys first playing sound and fury and it was like the, you got this, you played second, first or second, third. Yeah. Maybe? Cause blood bloodhound played first that day. Bloodhound played first. Another yeah. Texas band, San Antonio. There you go. Big fans. Um, uh, dude, I, I live here now. I'm, I'm a huge fan. Oh, you're in San Antonio now. I, li- I live in San Antonio. I Welcome. love it. Well, yeah. you have, we, we talk about San Antonio a lot. All the time. Do you have any idea why it's so rad for bands? Like, dude, all I know is these kids beat the goddamn shit out of each other, and I love it. Uh, we, we started coming down here in like 2014 because, like, obviously, like, had to get out of Lubbock. We would we would drive six, <laughs> we would drive six hours to San Antonio, play a show, and then drive overnight back to Lubbock oh, for six wow. hours just so we could make work the next day. And we did that like for years. We did that like it took us a few years to get to play Dallas just because of like politics and yeah, like yeah. we people thought we were dorks. I think sure, um, which fair, um, but like we but you yeah, grinded, we, yeah. Had to. You're proof of the grind. We're little fucking West Texas dorks. Of course we had to grind. I love it. Yeah. But we could, we could smell it on you right when we met you. <laughs> Dude, these motherfuckers grind. San Antonio. To go back to San Antonio, though. Yeah. Our first show here, we played to like fucking 300 kids. And it best reaction we had ever had at that point. And then we played again the next day at a house show. And that was fucking sick too. Wow. Like it was, I don't know. It's a, it's just always been good to us and good to everybody. Honestly, Texas, Texas to Texas bands is always like a very special thing. It's one of those States that really takes pride, uh, in their own art. How, how long did it take for you guys to get the, like Texas loves Texas response? Mm. It, a, it took us a while. And like, it was also, between scenes too because like like i said dallas it took a few years for us to even play there um like uh, san antonio welcomed us with open arms and we they were like san antonio south texas like we played laredo laredo and corpus christi early on and they put on for us really hard early on and we fucking love that um corpus is a weird one corpus is hard i've played good shows there and i've played weird shows there i played the hottest show i've ever played in my life when like the first time we played there, it was in this little like empty like taqueria that only had one window wall unit AC in the corner of the room. And it was the middle of summer. Uh, that was, uh, that was khaki shorts era hardcore. Um, brutal era (laughs) khaki shorts, (laughs) skate highs, Walter Delgado era hardcore, Walter Delgado era. You really, yeah, where everybody was dressing like that. And snap back uh, with like a different colored brim. Dude. The snap way open. <laughs> <laughs> Barely on your fucking The head. really short minority unit five panel. Oh. Like dude. right here. Um, <laughs> Rest but, in shit five panel hats. <laughs> dude. Stay I, my, dead. I say that because my khaki shorts turned into brown shorts like just yeah. from pure sweats not shit i promise um yeah. and like i wrung out it was one of those where you wring out your shirt like hot and yeah. afterwards i had the most like satisfying we like 
drove to the beach and I literally was just like taking off fucking shoes and socks and shirt, just ran into the water. And it was the like most relief I've ever had. It was like unbelievable. So even as a Texan, Texan weather does that to you? I'm a sweaty little guy, brother. Okay. Like I, you've never acclimated. No, dude. <laughs> like San Antonio weather. I'm better now because Lubbock is like super fucking dry. Yeah, um, not, yeah. so like when we would come down here before it was like, I'd step out of the fuck car and I wouldn't stop sweating. Wow. Now that I've lived in San Antonio for a couple of years, I can handle it a little bit better, but I'm still like, I, I'm not sweating like post 75 degrees like, or pre 75 degrees. Oh no, that's fair. Totally. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I, if, if it hits 76, my armpits start going, they go, we're on. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I exactly. remember I, I was a kid and it gets humid in Chicago plenty, but I remember I went to a wedding with my, my dad and my stepmom in Houston. And it was like, I was, I literally said to my dad, like, why, why are we, I'm so wet. <laughs> like what is going in? He's like, oh, that's humidity. And I was like the, that's Dude, what I needed. That's crazy. <laughs> I, I remember vividly in my life the first time somebody said humid. Yeah. It was a little kid. It was in uh, it was in fifth grade, and this kid was like, "It's so humid." And I was like, "Who does this nerd think he is with these fucking big ass words?" Fucking weather boy, loser. What's the hottest? Uh, it's cold or hot, game? dumbass. What? What's the hottest show you ever played? Me? Yeah, you. That one in France. Yeah, yeah, that one was bad. That one in France. Uh, one at Eastside Joe's one time. I remember being like fucked up. Uh, That's that was in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Aladdin Jr., the Twitching Tongues, like, one-off headlining thing, was the whole room was melting. I was wearing a long sleeve. Wet. <laughs> Anchors up. Anchors up was, is my answer for sure. It was Dude. fucked. When I Save say I'm a sweaty guy, himself. I fucking, I've wrung out my shirts, like, several, several times. I have there a video... In my phone of me ringing out my shirt at that at the venue in San Antonio that's right next to the um, the Riverwalk. Uh, that's a great question, bro. Oh, Corova. Like yeah, Corova. I have a video of me ring, ringing it out God, I, at I that saw, venue because it was just like unbelievable. I saw you guys there on the Life and Death tour because we were going that was, driving that show. We were driving show. down to Laredo to play a fest, and we were like, "Wait." This is in San Antonio tonight because it was on the way, and we were just like, "Fuck that, we're going to San Antonio," nice. and we just stumbled into the show, and it was fucking wild. I think I messaged you about it a, like a couple months ago because you had mentioned it here. One of the most violent sets I've ever seen, I think, was y'all in San Antonio that day. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Bo, that was the tour where I was like. You're gonna have a great set in San Antonio. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And you're like, are you sure? We well, what's weird is early Harm's Way when we toured with Convicted, we played San Antonio with Bitter End at a New Year's Eve show, mm. and there were thirty people there. So it wasn't always like, but we're talking two thousand nine. Like we're talking a while ago. There was a revolution there. Around, there absolutely around was. twelve thirteen, where shit yeah. just changed, and it got so good, yeah. dudes. <laughs> Yeah, it's the fucking best. Like we put over San Antonio so hard. <laughs> as you should. It's the it's I think every 
if we had like a list of top 10 shows, San Antonio would probably take at least five of them. Nice. Like, it's, the, but it's the thing insane. that's funny too is, is if you look at like, Colin, I'm sure you've checked metrics and stuff for your bands. Like, San Antonio checked. is not oh, like God. a top 10 city in the US on our Spotify. Not even on ours. Let's see. Yeah. So it's just, know, it's just kind it. of like, well, what is this? They don't <laughs> need to listen to it. Yeah, they, they don't they need spin it. <laughs> they just, they just they hear a palm mute and they know what's up. I, they just I, fucking I, go. They're just like me for real. <laughs> Speaking of bitter end, mm. how monumental were they to you as a, as a lad in Texas, Jake? First, uh, Climate of Fear was like the first hardcore record I ever like fucking said, oh, like this is my this is shit. I accidentally bought Keepers of Faith when it came out. Um, so that was technically the first CD that I, I like my first hardcore record was Keepers of the Faith. Oh, okay. what? Yeah. Um, I, Man. so I was like a death core kid, like mm. through and through at the time. And basically, basically my mom would just drop me off at the mall and I would go to FYE and oh, yeah. just fucking go. Cause they had the little CD players. Uh-huh. That was <laughs> good, dude. Nice, uh, I would just go, go to the CD players and picked out whatever I thought was cool. That day I fucking went to the heavy music section found keepers of the faith because it was like the fuck is this artwork wow, and then man. my mom was like we have to go and i was like okay i'm gonna fucking take this and uh i bought that it CD. says faith ma can i buy <laughs> this <laughs> it's christian mama Look. On, but uh wow so i i bought it i took it home and i was like i don't like this <laughs> i just like put it in my cabinet <laughs> and wow. then and then, like, a few years later, my friend Elijah, um, who plays in a band here in San Antonio, he lives in San Antonio now, too. Um, he plays in this sick band called Future Shock. Um, he and this other guy that we were friends with at it's the not, time. It's not Elijah from Inner Self? No, but Inner, <laughs> shout out Inner Self. Yeah. Fucking man on the street. That's right. Um, but, uh, so... Him and our other friend were, I was like hanging out with them one day before a show that we were going to, and they played Climate of Fear. And I was like, so to answer your question, Spitteran was fucking huge. huge. So you like, often see the 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 thing where it's like Father, Son, Holy Spirit, you know, like the meme where it's, I think it's Iron Age, Bitteran, Power Trip. Power trip. Yeah. Do it's you true. agree with that? Thousand percent. Summary. It's I, feel, like, I feel like I, that's an objective take. Yeah, I just that, like to hear it, you know, because it, it's just like you hear it in literally every fucking band that comes out of here. Like if you don't hear the direct Iron Age thing, you hear the bitter end thing or the power trip thing. Yeah, like it. It's you hear it's, that reverb and you go, oh, okay, I know what you were, dude. <laughs> I know what you like. Even like side things from like bands that were connected to that, mm-hmm. like fucking Impalers and like. um hatred surge and like shit like that like Fuck yeah. really fucking resonated hard through that shit mm. but yeah that the father son and the holy spirit very true dude climate of fear we talk Blueprint. about paradigm shifts a lot climate of fear I, I i give tui credit for killing melodic hardcore mm. but i think it was 30 percent climate of fear's fault as well when did that come out climate of fear oh seven really yeah, yeah. That's a lot earlier than I thought. No, actually. I remember. I remember wow. they put up. Uh, I think the title track and Phantoms before Sound and Fury 2007. They played the pre-show. Wow. 
And like those songs got the fucking pop, you know? Dude. And they were just not, they've been on MySpace for like a day. <laughs> and they were insane. They're the fucking best. And then like Guilty of Charge too. Like Guilty of Charge came in right, came out right when I started like getting into hardcore. Mm-hmm. So that was like pivotal. Like that couple era, like year era of like 2011 to 2013. Mm-hmm. Like, I, okay, I gotta give you guys your credit too. I'm gonna punish you for a second. Stop. Fucking in love, there is no law. Huge for me. Nice. Fucking like breeding grounds as a song. Oh, fucking hooked me because obviously like bands like that Amen. weren't coming to Lubbock Amen. very much. Like <laughs> bands like bands like y'all weren't coming to Lubbock very much, and like we would get like a random hardcore tour like pop in. Like yeah. or like the hardcore band on the metal tour, but with I, I like, I just remember getting hooked on like certain YouTube videos. The Jabalba music video for Old yeah. was Dude, that was awesome. I watched that. I'm like half of those views probably, and then <laughs> Taylor's and then, like, in the pit in that yeah, video. Taylor is really very funny. much in that. Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> and <laughs> and then I like on that that floor often a couple times. Yeah, really? yeah. That house. Goddamn, saw better days. Pardon this interruption. Hello, welcome. It's Manscaped time because today's episode of Hard Lore is brought to you by Manscaped. Bo, tell them what they got. Let me tell you what we got, Mr. Brother. We got uh, the Lawnmower 4.0. Listen to that. The Crop Reviver Ball Refresher. You know, you're a little stanky. You don't feel like showering and doing the whole thing. You you slap this on for the gym or something. And you're it's good a delight. To go. Smells incredible in here. We got the lawnmower 4.0, man. I, I shaved my chest last night for shits and gigs just for fun. Straight just up. to do it. Just to see if it worked. The light is like awesome. The shower and stuff makes it really. <laughs> ooh, yeah. It's really like a nice hideous. It looks it makes me feel like, oh, no. But then you trim and you're like, oh, yes. You're like, you know, yeah, what? I should do this more often. You know what else we got, Colin? What? The Manscaped Undies, your favorite that I've really come around to. How did you do that? Anything is possible with Manscaped. Code Hardlore, 20% off, free shipping. They got new stuff. They got so much stuff. They got so much stuff. We don't have it yet, but they got new stuff coming, and we're going to show you. They got a beard trimmer coming. If it's got that light on it, I'm going to moan next time we do an ad. (laughs) Today's episode is also sponsored by Whatnot. The best new place to buy and sell your cool stuff. You get these marquee names on there. You got Brody King. Mm. You got Danhausen on there. Mm. You got all ego Ethan Page Ex- on there. Explain, as you just did for me, exactly what it is. You have I would say whatnot is like eBay meets Cameo. In you that know? a Cameo, a person of note who has yes. some stuff people might want is selling their things. At the end of this month, Bo and I are going to be doing the very first hard lore whatnot. Whoa. So we don't know what that entails yet, but you <laughs> you know you're going to get some good shit if it's from us. Mm. Uh, use the link below. Sign up. Whatnot is awesome. They're fans of the show. You know we only fuck with people that fuck with us and that are, that represent us in some way that we think will work. So check out Whatnot. Buy some cool stuff. Enjoy the rest of this episode with Malachi Black. Oh, yeah. That destroyed. <laughs> really but 
like I, that sounded sound and fury sets like uh from like 2011 2012 were like huge and like being like a kid that was into like deathcore like i wanted fucking breakdowns yeah. so badly and so like harm's way gave me that foundation was huge mm-hmm. um like and then like that brought me back to other shit so like yeah internet We're- fucking gave me everything i love that i love to hear that like modern bands are what did that for you yeah that's cool yeah dude were you at that pine box show by any chance 2011 dude i wanted to be there so bad i uh that's the show colin where there were more people in bands than people who attended like the like the two tours met up right pine box is a legendary fucking west texas venue though it's literally well like for for me uh like because midland is not a fucking city that has like thrived like hardcore wise, like metal wise. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, it's just all oil. That's, that's the main thing that's there. Um, and it's just this fucking spot that's connected to a tire shop. That was a huge fire ass, but like, oh, fuck yeah, dude, I saw like Austin. I, I missed title fight there, but Austin saw a title fight there. It was like taxed. Um, I missed that show, but like, they had a window decal on one of the windows with that lineup on it. And I was always just, uh, first time I saw take offenses there. Where we played that? Where were we playing Lubbock? No, I missed that one too, but I had one of my, one of my friends. Cause I think I was, I want to say I was still in football or something like that. And I had like practice or something and I couldn't oh, make so that's it. That's why you're a shit brick house. Okay. Shit brick house big, is unreal. Big, <laughs> um but i fucking like uh yeah i missed that show but i had one of my friends that was just into like volumes he went and i was like what do you think about twitching tongues because they're cool i think i had him buy me one of y'all shirts yeah. and he was like he's like yeah they're cool and i was like you know fuck like them. <laughs> you get the burn forever bitch shirt at that show oh shit i can't hear you guys hold on oh he fucked it Okay, there we go. We're good. All right. Your big belly hit the button. <laughs> yeah. It reached all the way. Gross and gross. Yeah. What was that? What no. was, is, is Judiciary your first band? No. Um, I was in band. I started my first band when I was in like eighth grade. Um, it's fucking sucked. Mm. Um, and then I uh, faked playing bass for a band with Austin and Israel when we were in high school, like I didn't know how to play bass. I borrowed a friend's bass and I just like turned down really low and tried to look as cool as I could. It literally just sounded like fucking the band from California. We were trying to sound like betrayal. Ah. Um, and like it didn't happen that way. <laughs> you know, Kale was Kale Sane is the original drummer of betrayal, right? You know that? Really? Yeah. I had no idea. Be Kale. Dude, I I booked Betrayal in Lubbock. I booked Betrayal in Alpha and Omega in Lubbock right. once, and that show was fucking cool. But Lubbock people were not privy to it. I yeah. when I started booking, I started booking shows when I was like seventeen, and uh, I would have to like book hardcore, like any hardcore band I could like convince to come down. I would book them and then put like a like a little alternative band on it just to try to bring people out. And like those people stuck around, but like it was hard as shit. I lost so much money. <laughs> Dude, betrayal. 
in their early betrayal was a band when they were like 15, 16 years old. Smoking touring bands opening for them. Because they were all they're all in high school and they're all like the whole school came to see them and then did. <laughs> Sick. Following betrayal used to be the worst days of my life. <laughs> Awful. I don't think I ever uh, saw them. That's I, but, but so Judiciary is your first like real band. Oh yeah, I played in like Lubbock bands. Like Fuck. I did that one, and then one other one that started around the same time Judiciary did. Mm. Um, it was like a kind of like a touche type band. Um, but you get, uh, are you chill like that? What's up? You're emotional like that? I dude, I get sad sometimes. Do you cry? Yeah, all the time. Damn, nice. <laughs> yeah, Judiciary is like the only band that's done it by far. The, the like, first tour in your life was Judiciary. What was? You what think was you're the first, first band from Lubbock to go to Europe? Have to be. Uh, well, he- first heavy band. Fuck yeah, Buddy Holly definitely went to fucking Europe. I but, don't know. I don't know. I heard something about a. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and was well, that well, how it? Was that where it was going? <laughs> so I, I think that like I, I I I mean we might be I don't fucking know the first tour. So first tour was in Texas and it was just like San Antonio Corpus Christi, uh, Laredo, San Antonio Laredo Corpus Christi, and Austin or some shit I think, um, and that was fine. Um, nice. it was, it was like ba- baby's first tour and sure. we were in fucking Austin's grandma's Yukon that she let so graciously let us use. Legend. Um, yeah. And then we, our first like tour tour outside of Texas was we got invited to play LDB in 2016. Huge. Um, so it was just us and we did like just a headliner to through like Oklahoma, Missouri, um, fucking Indiana, Tennessee. How many people um, went to those shows total? We probably averaged like 30 people a show, maybe. There, dude, we played the worst show we've ever fucking played on that tour, though. Where? You're a fucking grinder, brother. <laughs> Evansville, Indiana. Oh, oh yeah. Shout out dude. Evansville. Okay, so Evansville is Pawnee. Do you know that? Yeah, that's yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't that's know that. Pawnee. Um, what it's like based on? So it it was Super Bowl Sunday. We get a text, <sighs> dude. We get a text that day. <laughs> the anniversary just happened. Wow. Yeah. Somebody's just like uh, our, the guy that was booking our tour at the time because we didn't book it because we're from Lubbock. We don't fucking know anybody. We we're like, please help. We need you. Yeah. Like. So we. Uh, we booked this tour. We go to Evansville. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Day of, we're driving to Evansville. And uh, we get a text and saying, hey, I'm canceling the show from the promoter. It's like, nobody's going to come because it's uh, it's Super Bowl Sunday. And it was going to be us. I don't know if you guys remember that band, Lower Day D. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah it was recorded them. Really? What was their band before Lower Day D? What was the name? I'm not sure. They had but a different I, name. A, another new San Antonio man. There's, uh, I believe he's saying uh, John Clap. He lives in San Antonio now, so that's mm. that's that's cool. But anyways, it's supposed to be us and then them and then one other band. So then when they like canceled the show, uh, 
but the other bands dropped. And then our booking agent reached out and was like, what the fuck? Like just put on the show. Yeah. So, uh, cause we were like, well, a hundred dollars. Like we need a hundred dollars, man. <laughs> like we, uh, then the show was back on okay. and we drive all the way to fucking Evansville and get there. And it's just an auto shop in the middle of like in an industrial area. And we're like, is this the right thing? And I call the promoter. I'm like, Hey man, like, I think we're here. And he's like, Oh, okay. I'm just going to get something to eat and I'll be over there in a second. And so we're just waiting outside of this auto auto shop. He shows up like 20 minutes later with a bag of checkers and <laughs> he fucking begrudgingly just opens the shop and he's like, yeah, you guys play here or whatever. And then I find out he's not like the actual guy that booked the show. Uh, he was running it for a friend that booked the show. Um, while we're, we set up our gear and our fucking merch on top of a old fucking Chevy. Carburetor. Yeah. No Dude, literally on top of a, uh, the hood of a car. Wow. And, uh, we fucking go, uh, but we're just like chilling, just like, this is going to be horrible, but whatever we're hanging out. And I overhear him tell his, one of the guys that showed up. Yeah. I'm not going to fucking make people pay to see this band. The show's going to be free. Fuck it. And so I messaged the actual promoter and I'm like, Hey, your boy just said that this was going to be free. Are we getting paid tonight? And he goes, what the fuck? Okay. Uh, hold on. And then he PayPal'd me like double what we were supposed to make, which is really nice of him. That's amazing. Yeah. Because he was, it was such a disaster, but we played to five people. Uh, we were the only band that played. No one bought anything. And then the, and then the next day after we leave this, this place in Indiana, uh, I get a message accusing us of stealing space heaters out of the, out of the shop. And I was like, what? Shot through the heart. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah. So, uh, figured that out he figured Triple out it wasn't fuck us you, dude. He, he figured out it wasn't us and then he was like hey man if you guys ever want to come back like let me know. fuck you just did you start booing him <laughs> Boo. i should have hey, dude. Uh, one time i'm not uh, quite a while ago in an undisclosed location we're talking like a decade ago just no but it. you'll understand okay uh we played the clubhouse and bar oh of a of a motorcycle uh, group Club. of friends, <laughs> House. and it was like like you could see like the room from the stage. It was like real deal, and like uh oh, and like as we were loading in, someone was wearing like a support your local whatever shirt, and someone said, "Yo, take that shirt off. The fucking ATF is here." Shit like that while we're loading oh. in to play. Nice. So we're obviously freaking out, and the. The guy who was promoting it wasn't there and he was having his friend do it. And like we played the show and like children are moshing next to what I can only describe as a man in a 5X leather vest of this association. Like just the scariest like, oh, my God. But they're loving it, right? No, no, they 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 wanted their cut and they wanted the show to be over. (laughs) They were not loving it because it was like literally in their like private bar you guys sound dope we sounded fucking dope we looked doper but after the set 
um, the kid was like, hey, can I just pay you guys and leave? Cause I don't want to deal. And we were like, go, go. <laughs> like, yeah, of course, get the fuck out of here. And it was. Is that the worst know? American show you've ever played? Fuck no. No, it ended up, it ended up being like fine, but it was kind just one of those, like, you know, the black cloud that's just all night. Black cloud. No, worst show I've worst. ever played in America. Yeah. Yeah. Ruckus and Zabalba at my <laughs> beloved Cobalt Cafe. <laughs> Jake, you would have loved the Cobalt. There's no <laughs> waters. The, the the door guy's going to kill you after the show. Mm-hmm. Ruckus and Zabalba. Zero paid. Zero? Zero paid. So you guys just practiced in front of each other. We practiced in front of each other. We got Aldo and Guzzi on the guest list. <laughs> and other than that, ain't a damn soul in there. You that know what would have been sh- funnier? If they didn't show up. That would have been, I would have respected <laughs> it, honestly. But I think when they showed up, we were both just like, we were all just like, yo, thanks for coming, guys. Yeah. <laughs> for real. On the real. first, uh, the very first Harm's Way tour, Caution booked it. And we played Kingston, New York. What is Kingston, New York? Near Syracuse-ish. You couldn't get Syracuse? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we played Syracuse the following day. Okay, bear with me. We played an open mic. Like, people doing poetry, uh, the MC sang a song, and then we set up and played power violence songs. Fucking that, slam poetry, am I right? In, in, yes, <laughs> in a cafe. Yes, and like with, with patrons. That was terrible. And there was Berets also after a shit. night. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was after a night of sleeping in the van because who we were supposed to stay with never answered their phone. Then I we know played all Syracuse. About that. Uh, that was karma, karma Kramer. And then we played Syracuse at a suggested donation show in a punk house. What did they suggest? You go fuck yourselves? At one point, we were handed <laughs> two rolls of pennies. Damn. That's 50, uh, a dollar. That's, That's one dollar. We got one dollar. So that 24-hour period was <laughs> really brutal. Very brutal. Those are the worst shows for sure. Wow. Jake, you, you uh, drove for Uber for a long time, right? Long Where time. at? That's how you met your girlfriend. That is how I met my girlfriend. She was a a passenger? Yeah, yeah. She she went to Texas Tech, um, where I also went. And uh, I didn't meet her while she was there, but she was up uh, for her friend's graduation. And Uh, I I picked her up, and we went. uh, I I usually was like, you know, if if they have to go to food and they're cool, fuck it, I'll go. And her and her friend were cool, so I took them to Taco Bell, where all good love stories happen. And uh, we were just, the line was taking long. So we talked and then I, we exchanged info, but it was dude, one in a billion. Yeah. Don't get any ideas out there. Dude, little Uber drivers. You're the only one that's ever succeeded. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I, I I used to do that between tours because I couldn't keep like a fucking job job. I used to, I worked at, uh, I worked at Costco before that. And they were like, well, you, which was like a fucking sick job for yeah, like, for like, for Dude, me they being like fat, right? For, for me being like 21 years old and like 
it was it was awesome. And I had like the best job. I, I worked like parking lot security in oh. one of the safest parts of Lubbock. So you're just like, putting carts back. Yeah. Right? And I was telling skateboarders to go behind Cabela's and 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 because there was hey, a better skaters, spot. Over first there. of all, Rock there's a better on. spot. Second yeah. of all, I was literally dope rail in the back. I was literally fucking Steve Buscemi. I'm like, hello, fellow kids. Fellow kids. <laughs> Did you get a discount on the hot dog? Uh, no, but I, dude, okay. they you don't you don't need a discount need on that. I got a fr- I got a free membership though. That shit was sick, and it was That's it was. It was the $120 membership where you get like 2% back. 2% so, back. Pays wow. for itself. I've never stepped foot in a Costco. But you next should. time you're here, you and I will take a little trip, have a good time. Go to Costco. I'll I'm a big fly fan. home with a bunch of... Well, I'll be there in a month. So. You like the pizza, Jake? Oh, yeah. That shit <sighs> fucking kept me alive for the couple years I worked there. I... I uh, There would be some times where I would feel really fucking like shitty and i would get like a pizza and a hot dog combo or a pizza and a chicken bake fucking yeah that, so a, big, uh, a big thing in our house was the pizza we get get a costco pizza and the tub of wingstop ranch holy shit that's the heaviest meal i think i've ever heard that that's called ultimate you know the brain expanding guy yeah, yeah. Universe? that's me when i eat the costco pizza with the wingstop ranch <laughs> You were you were namasteing real hard. Oh, namaste in you this hit, fucking chair after that one. You hit equilibrium in that <laughs> oh, moment. Yeah, absolutely. Not that a drinker, Jake. I am a. I am. A, wait, did you say a drinker? A drinker. I'm an edgeman, brother. You're an edgeman. Okay. I got the I got the little hard work jewelry necklace See? like everybody oh, does. There you go. Yeah. Sam, Samayoa family. Famayoa. <laughs> uh, I. Uh, yeah, but. That's why I fucking did Uber was because I, I don't drink and like it's college town. So like driving around drunk kids makes Cleaned makes you up. money. Yeah. Um, was that at all? I, I and please don't take this despairingly, but I figure I imagine that in West Texas. Pretty heavy drinking culture, I would imagine. So was that at all? We don't really we don't need to get into the like, why are you straight? Because we're all fucking straight edge for like. Basically the same reasons, but yeah, like, was that dope. at all? Because cha- it's too. Was that at all like challenging, being in a place where it's like, what do you mean you don't do this? It's like it, yes and no. Like it, it's, I just never fucking had the interest in it. I and then like when I started, when I was able to, like when I was around like drinking and stuff like that, like I just see, like how. Like, I don't have a problem with anybody who wants to fucking drink, do whatever you want. But like, I see, you know, how risky it is, like people getting too drunk or like, like they just have one too many and it's fucking ruins their life or they yeah. mm-hmm. like get drugged or some shit like that. Like, I'm, I'm good. Or they man. just die. Dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, dude, driving Uber, like stupid fucking college kids just being so irresponsible and having no regard for like themselves at all. Like or other people is insane. And just like, uh, like you said, West Texas drinking culture, like being in a college town, the young kids fucking start drinking because that's all that that's all they can do. And the old people they've drank since they were fucking young kids, just like these other people. Insane. Have you ever spit something into a spittoon as a Texan? Mm, no, that's that is, I think my Texan card might be revoked. <laughs> I, what am I, I going to spit? The little shredded jerky shit? Or some seeds <laughs> or something, you know? Oh, I do enjoy some seeds. Here's another Texas question for you. Mm. You're eating a bowl of chili. 
Beans or no beans? I'm going beans. You're out, dude. You're out of Texas. You have to I, enjoy, I enjoy a bean. Get them beans out of there. I mean, I enjoy Five bean, bean chili is a thing. Is that not a thing? What? Five that's bean a th- chili is a thing. Yeah, it's that's a thing. thing. Not, not in Texas, Texas brother. Thing. I'm from West Texas. It's, it's oh, different. Okay. It's different. It's different. different <laughs> Let me ask you this. You love Tex-Mex? You like yeah. only love Tex-Mex? No, I like like you're not one of those guys that's like it's the best in Texas, man. I can't eat Mexican food without barbecue sauce on it. Uh, <laughs> I see. I'm not with this fucking tra- like Texas and California, Texas, California, Arizona, like fucking supremacy over Mexican food. I'm not with the tribalism. I like it all. It's all good. I it's love all good. No, that's Dude, right. queso. I can't believe queso. <sighs> Even I like queso. Queso is unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, if you didn't, you would be. I'd have to admit you into a you'd war. Have, you'd get you'd get your fat guy card revoked for sure. Uh, you're not, yeah, that's not but going you ain't anywhere. taking that from me ever. <laughs> Over my fucking dead body, you're taking that thing from me. Over my dead queso. Uh, um, fucking, uh, I I like a good California fucking asada burrito. Delicious. Can't fucking you can't beat that little street. And tacos. here's the thing, and I'm with you because like, if put that same burrito with some Texas queso. That's what Brother. makes it sex match. You just dump queso on just it, and it's sex on it, and boom, yeah. you're in Texas. Yeah, it's beautiful. What a beautiful and thing. I'm with onions, cilantro, and lime. Like the like that's it. Pretty much. Yeah. That's all, all you. Re- that's all you need. That's like I'm in Tijuana getting some some street yeah. tacos. I don't need nothing else. What's I, food? I can't believe a lime. Like <sighs> lime everything. Lime the okay. I know this one's controversial, but lime cucumber Gatorade. Mm, my not favorite controversial at all. Yeah. Delicious. My favorite. It's the best. Oh, not a fan. I would say that's their last great innovation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh lime uh lime flavored lays. My favorite Ooh, chip. I, I like that. I like your that. mouth may never function the same again, <laughs> but delicious. It's fucking Dude, worth went, it. Cat and Crunch ain't got nothing on the weaponized the weaponization of the the lemon lays. I went to a restaurant with uh James and, and Aaron the other night, Colin. Uh-huh. And it was a Mexican place called Canton Reggio in Pilsen here. Sounds Italian. You, you order, I know it does, but it's it's awesome <laughs> Mexican. You order your food by the kilo. Huh? So we got a kilo of steak and a kilo of chicken. Why? What do you mean, why? why Wait, like 2.2 pounds of food? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got four and a half pounds of food, bro. It's not a unit of measurement I'm familiar with, so I would not have a good time. You know, every kilo is a lot. Isn't it crazy though when you're eating something? You you just said this, Jake, but you'll be eating something you've eaten your whole life, and you'll be like, "This is delicious," but then you squeeze a quarter of a lime onto it, and you're it's like, "What have I been waiting for, mm-hmm. dude? Where I, was this?" I'm unsure what I'm going to do for dinner tonight. You guys are making me want to get Mexican food. I'm 100. Let's talk about kidding. food. Let's What's your Whataburger order? So, uh, here's the thing. Oh. If I'm if I'm still living in Lubbock, my number one of all time Whataburger order is the green chili double, add mustard, add bacon. So double cheeseburger with just green chilies, mustard, bacon. And it uh it, Lubbock has it year round because it's so close to New Mexico that they can get the hatch chilies like always. Oh um but it's they a bring it around chili? Yeah, like I guess like they all just come from Hatch, New Mexico. Um wow. So Lubbock has it year round, but seasonally 
they bring it down everywhere. And so when it's seasonal, I'm, oh God, I'm there multiple what times a week. What season is it? They don't have a special right now. I don't know what the fuck their problem is. No, no, I'm saying like what time of year are the hatch chilies oh, available? I'm fucking Pepper stupid. Season, I think it's like fall. I th- I'm pretty sure. Beautiful. Yeah. So um, you, get the pumpkin, you get a pumpkin spice latte on the way to get them hatch chili burgers. Um, but I'm I'm doing a green chili double uh, with fries, regular and spicy ketchup. And I'm uh, the last few bites of the burger. I'm dipping in spicy ketchup Absolutely. with a with a full sugar Dr Pepper. Obviously, Ooh, the, a full diesel. My Still, goodness. I've slowed down a lot. I got into <laughs> fucking sparkling water because of Huge. my Dr Pepper problem. Huge. Like I I just figured out that I like to burn. And yeah, yeah. but like if I'm feeling spicy, I'm getting a full sugar Dr Pepper. I've I've taken an affinity to Sprite Zero recently though. Love Sprite Zero. Sprite Zero is great. It's That's my favorite the ultimate diet soda. nighttime soda. Nighttime. Yeah, that's right. And, um, if I'm not if I can't get the green chili double though, uh, yeah. okay. So I guess I have three. Uh, the other one is just a bacon cheeseburger, like bacon okay. bacon cheese Whataburger solid. You big bacon guy. Oh, I forgot about bacon. Um, put it on a burger. My mind is blown. Wow. Um, also the patty melt. There's a bunch of what, what a burger shit. Patty melts. Awesome. Fucking, uh, the breakfast. So good. Yeah. The breakfast is like, it's maybe the best thing they got. Dude. They took I'll away my water favorite burger item. Breakfast over McDonald's breakfast. I'll say that. Wow. Wow. That's a bold statement. I'll say it right here. I agree, but I, I never thought you would say it. I, 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 I think the, the biscuit stuff. Come they on. took away the jalapeno cheddar biscuit. It was my favorite thing. They're gonna, they're I gonna, love a little gonna honey. Bring, they're going to take that away. They're going to bring in these hands. I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, have either of you had the, the new Dr. Pepper yet? What's no, I'm new? not a strawberry guy. Oh, strawberry no, I haven't. One. I haven't been able to find it. I heard. I respect, I respect the good doctor and all the things he does. Of course. But I won't be touching that. Would never he, spent, he spent all those years in medical school and his residency for a reason. Exactly. So, Is Dr. Pepper HQ. Texas. Right. Yeah. Really? Dr. Pepper is is Texas born, bred, and strong. It's There's Texas, a where, part of Texas lore. Texas? I think it's Dublin, Texas, like the middle of fucking nowhere. Dublin. Yeah. yeah. It's between, oh, welcome to Dublin. Between San Antonio and Houston? Is that correct? I, I honestly don't know. I thought, I thought it was like somewhere north of Austin, but I could be wrong. We stopped mm. there. Yeah. Really? Of course. <laughs> And had a blast. Um, they they they'll give you like a tour, and then you can get like cane sugar, Dr. Pepper's like glass what glass bottle shit oh, there. Nice, lovely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a Looters, Texas. My name's good for you. Wow, yeah, 300, 300 pop. There's also a White Settlement, Texas. You psyched about White Settlement, <laughs> guys? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Bet you are. Right next to my dad lives in Lipan. So I, you know, I've been doing an offensive Texas accent this whole episode, but I'm but I'm half Texan. Right. You're honorary, for sure. I'm, I'm honorary. I'm I'm in there, and I'm in the cut, dude. <laughs> in the in the in the prairie, the prairie down there. around around Weatherford, right? Weather, yeah, right ne- right up from Weatherford, right outside of Weatherford, which is which is right next to Fort Worth, Texas. Mm-hmm. Dockyards are. Uh, right. I I did a CC's there one time. You did CC's Almost pizza. Pretty yeah. much shit my pants, but yeah, yeah worth it. Yeah, CC's Weatherford is kind of lit. Is it? Every fast the, the wing stops across from the Taco Bell, which is across from the Chick Fil A, which is across from the Raising Canes, and that's where my metric is for litness. 
That's the litmus text. The, the litmus test. test. Oh the litmus test God. for me is the four-block fast food ratio, and Weatherford is lit. You, you know what the you know what the judiciary <sighs> litmus test is, What's especially that? for hotels. Ooh. If the hotel is near a Starbucks. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. dude. dude. But Starbucks it can't, the, it can't be. We lobby. proudly serve Starbucks. No. Like no, we no. almost had in Baltimore the other day. That was tragic. That was tragic. Yeah, no. the Cambridge Hotel. Yeah. Starbucks in the lobby dunking across the street. Yeah. And a real Starbucks in the lobby. I'm moving in, kid. And all Whole Foods in the parking lot. Oh. That's rare. They got that's it all. That's a unicorn. unicorn. <laughs> Dude, I uh I can't I, I can't do Dunkin'. I'm sorry. You'll well, change. That's just you're a southern. You'll boy. grow up. Dude, you're it's young. it's milk with a splash of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. It kid. feels good. You Sucks. think you're better than Ben Affleck? Get that up in you. Did you see that Ben Affleck Super Bowl? Of course commercial? I did. Yeah, yeah. It was a good shit commercial. Myself. Screamed. <laughs> so you think you're better than Ben Affleck, Jake? He was Batman. You ever date Jennifer Lopez? Oh. What about uh, what about Did you ever do that? Oh. You ever been an angel in dogma? Yeah. You haven't. I'm sorry, guys. Show some Hit some Q&As. <laughs> yeah, we can do some Q&As. What's your favorite food in the world? Like... Fast food or food? The food? thing where you're—is it Whataburger? Is that your pick? Or are you sick of Whataburger? What? Give him an example. I ate Whataburger what yesterday. Does? What would your answer be? My answer: favorite yeah, food pizza? in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get incredulous with me. You just asked him this. My favorite food <laughs> in the world. Oh, damn, this is tough. Uh, it changes, you know. It does, but right. And I, I've, yeah. I've, I've thought about this recently, and I was like, I think this is it. Like my favorite meal. Yeah, there you go. Is a, a Japanese dish called sekemen. Really? It's a cold noodle and a hot broth. It'll fuck your ass, Bo. <laughs> I don't want that. No, you do. Uh, I think a nice chicken parm. Mm. Mm. Vodka parm smoked. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, I do love a vodka penne. <sighs> you know. That's probably number two for me. Penne okay. vodka. Respect now that I'm thinking on it, like I want to say like a good ribeye or some shit. Oh, but like, but like, like my comfort food is just like a plate of fucking enchiladas and fucking mm. rice and beans. Rojo I'm, or verde, brother? I'm fucking rojo. Yeah. Oh, unless I'm getting day. unless I'm getting chicken. But if Chicken's it's like verde, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like it, I'll take any genre of enchilada, like. Cheese, beef, brisket, chicken. That's just a comfort You've been to salsa and beer yet? Oh, yeah. Dude. You got the creamy chicken enchiladas? Yeah, because that's what Taylor told me. Yeah, yeah, you have. Dude, I, I, I think about salsa and beer all the time. I think, I forgot who, I want to say Isaac posted uh, him going to salsa and beer like last week, and I was like salivating thinking <laughs> about those. Maybe that's maybe that's for dinner tonight. Mm. Mm. I might have to go. Yeah, There's a place... There's like a fast casual place here in San Antonio called Mama Margie's mm. and it is like five minutes away from my house. Best bean and cheese taco fucking ever. I'm about to get like eight of those bitches. You recorded with Taylor your first selfie. Yeah. How was that? that fun? It, it was fun. I recorded two things with Taylor. Uh, the we Me, Austin, Israel did a death metal band called Terror Chamber and we originally weren't going to do it with him and we we're like, you know, Fuck it. Let's just go to California and record the death metal LP with them. That's bad. Or an EP. 
And we do, we played one show and never fucking yeah. picked it up That's again. That's the way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cause sometimes that one show is really good. And then you got it, baby, you got a stew going, but the one show was good. It was not in Lubbock. It was in Fort Worth and it was with gate creeper and full hell. It oh. was a good ass show. I bet that sounds good. Um, but yeah, recording with him is fucking cool. I mean, like he, like all of his, it, the thing is when we recorded with him, it was like, he's been in so many fucking things that we like and love yeah. mm-hmm. and he has valid input on literally every single fucking instrument mm. like drums his drumming is fucking insane he's, he did that yeah guitars his fucking riffs obviously and then like i i love disgrace like disgrace vocal like i love taylor's vocals so much um and like he fucking rewrote like a couple of riffs that we had him and Israel meshed really well together. Um, and he doesn't hesitate to tell you you sucked when you did the take. It's good. It's what you need. Yeah, I do need you do need that. Sometimes yeah. you're convinced you don't, and then you was you were wrong. Well, I, you know, recording wrong. with him was a huge reason why we got on closed casket too. Like right. we we went in to record with him um without having a label like ready to go. We were prepared to just literally hit up record prep pressing plants and self-release the whole fucking thing. Um, and we were just like, fuck it. Like we'll, we'll do it ourselves and nobody wants it. Cause we weren't getting hit up at all. Um, and we were already shipping out records regularly cause we, we had self-made a bunch of records before that. That's um, cool. and, uh, yeah, he sent like recordings in progress to Justin. And I remember I was sitting on the toilet in Taylor's house and he texted me and said, Justin likes the, songs he's gonna hit you up soon that's that awesome. was like yeah some so, of my best ideas ever on that toilet so i i know how you felt in that i've been there yeah. good toilet great toilet a lot of guys <laughs> a lot of twitching tongues lyrics on that toilet i love that oh you fucked yourself trying to fuck me that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome i mean now you're on lp2 with closed casket uh he's obviously the man he fucking rocks dude how was putting this record together you excited I'm so excited. I like, couldn't be more proud of it. It's a shift. Like it's a, I I mean, it's a shift, but it's, it's a, it's, it's the, the biggest uh, piece of advice I would give a band when they're like, they start to pop and then they're doing their next thing is evolve. Don't change. Yeah. Right. I think that's exactly what you've done. That's a good, good way to put it. You guys rocked my ass the other night in Chicago. I was ill and I was there with like an ear infection, and you guys were so loud <laughs> that Dude. like I, I left before inclination. Like Dude, it was wow. so fucking loud that I like I had I started getting a headache. I was just like, oh, I okay. think that was your that was your equilibrium. You got vertigo or something? I did. Dude, they- now this was this was right after COVID. I was, yeah, it was yeah. recent. I was Dude, those awesome. shows were the first ones where we started we started doing bass drops. Oh yeah, no, I know. When, <laughs> when you said that you had to leave the show, I was like, "Oh no, I've had those fucking bass drops <laughs> like really hard." Because the sound, the 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 person who did sound was fucking unbelievable at that Chicago yeah. venue. I think that was at Cobra Lounge. I believe she did our sound at the Isolation, um, like ten year show that we did. I I, I feel bad because I forget her name, but I only met her once. I heard um, she does sound for like Skeleton Witch or something like yeah, metal band. It's the same same gal. She she's got it down. That room, yeah. when that room has people in it, the 
Cobra Launch can sound pretty bodies. good. Yeah. That show fucking rocked. Mm-hmm. Good. So the the gig, the late the the recent gigs are good. New songs going over. I'm excited. Is, is there any challenge in uh, like the recording is obvious. The production's wild. It sounds very big. The songs yeah. are super technical. Was there any challenge in like translating them to to playing them live? Yeah, there's there's already some things that it's just like we oh fuck we need to figure how out how we're gonna do this because um, I, I like there's some parts like that are really big and grand and have a few different layers that are like pretty important to the song. We're gonna have to figure that out, but um, overall, like I think that for the most part we can figure it out. And there's always a way it's just, it's never going to be the same as the album. So you just got to find some kind of middle ground. Yeah. Well, and the the other guys are fucking so goddamn talented that it's just like, we're, we're good. But their vibe, the the judiciary's vibe, you look at the guys on stage now and I just, I see like these guys have all the potential to be like pro music guys, you know, Mm. The, the whole vibe just, (laughs) <laughs> Everybody's got their. Everybody knows their role, and is very good at it. Fucking Israel is a fucking pro. He's a pro. Dude. He's a guy, Mister Mister Gate Creeper. That's yeah. right. They dude, drafted. Dude, he was a. What an incredible draft pick he was. Yeah, dude, he fucking deserves it. Like honestly, like he he. I I met him through an ex girlfriend I had when I was in high school, and I, the first video I ever saw of him was him playing, uh, and it's Blood Runs Black song on an acoustic guitar. And he posted it on Facebook. And uh, then we started, like, he started his first band with Austin, the one that I faked playing bass in. And uh, he would show up to gigs with an Ibanez Geo in one hand, no case, and a fucking Line 6 Spider in the other hand. And said, I'm, I'm ready to play. And no pedals. No, no pedals. No ready tuner. To go. <laughs> Just by ear. He fucking, he deserves to be playing all the shit that he does. He's so. the man. He's How about the, uh, the video that you guys put out with the first? Crazy, crazy yeah, fucking video. Crazy. So you draw here, that? <laughs> here's some fucking lore that you'll appreciate. Um, the guy that did it is apparently he, he worked uh, in props on a bunch of movies, stuff like that. One specific TV show that he worked on. He put a stapler in some jello. Oh shit. Damn. Yeah. He was the prop guy that did that. He did a bunch of shit for Gone Girl too. Um and uh yeah, he he did it and then our friend he he like animated it and then our friend Michael produced it. Who found him? Our friend Michael. Um okay. he Michael works in a creative team called Muted Widows. Okay. And um they've done a bunch of different music videos for like uh King Woman. Uh, Drab Majesty, um, Boy Harsher, um, that kind of oh. fucking world. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so Bo, he's like, Bo, lo- Bo can't believe that world. That's Bo's, it's a, that's Bo's shit. it's a sick world. Yeah, really. but sick and fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I put together, or I, I was Dwight for Halloween one time, and I put a stapler in in Jello, and it took, I it. The recipe that I read said to, to put like six packets worth of Jello in one thing, and it still fell apart. Wow! Well, that probably, guy f- probably he figured like it out. Mister, it's just like ballistics gelatin or something. Mister Clint Carney is built different. Wow. Clint Carney. So that's was, lore. That ties it all back. Yeah, I love yeah. that. To but, 
he fucking <laughs> that video is unbelievable i like yeah it's yeah, crazy it's, it's really cool it, I, I, fucking it's art. wild quite literally very impressed you want to take some cues from the people now I'll, after, yeah, a, after I'll a take hard some, 90 minutes let's do it i'll take some cues and i'll get some a's man i love it mm. uh is there any vegan food you've been impressed by for all three of us chicago diner yeah. uh i had the best reuben sandwich i've ever had that Chicago Tater, not not there, vegan or not vegan, and a carrot a vegan, cake shake. Yeah, yeah. There's a vegan shake there that's really good too. They they got dessert done for sure. Honestly, vegan uh, desserts are fucking badass. For the most yeah, part. you don't. I mean, yeah. There's a, there's alternatives for all those things. Yeah, it's good. Yo, donut friend. Fire that's unbelievable. vegan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't no tell idea. anybody I fucking said this. Yeah. Donut friend is un. Believable, but El Cocinero and Van Nuys, vegan Mexican mm. food. The first time I had Veggie Grill, mm. the planets aligned. Yeah, Veggie Grill is a genre of food like any other. Yeah. You know, yeah. I have no problem. I don't want to eat it every night, but I have no problem getting vegan food here and there. I also it's don't think it's as good. Like the next time, it it falls off. Yeah, right. Veggie Grill sucks dick now. <laughs> Donut friend still goes fucking hard, <laughs> and Cocinero is good. Yo, when did you guys have Senna vegan ever here? Mm-mm. No, but I heard it was bomb. It used to go crazy, but Cocinero is like the better version of that now. Handlebar here in Chicago is is the one. What's that? It's it's just a vegan spot, but it's like all good. They do they have a Nashville hot chicken sandwich that's just a chicken of the woods mushroom, but like breaded perfectly, and it's fucking awesome. Chicken of the it's woods great. is hilarious. Yeah, I know. Uh, Vegan <laughs> Avenue in San Antonio has a good brunch. And then there's a fast food place called Bro- Project Poyo here that a bunch of uh, my non-mediator friends love. I think it's good. Nice. Project Chicken. Don't, like, vegan restaurants, I'm, we're, we're happy for you, but, like, I don't, I don't want to try it. Can Judiciary start playing 7.65 millimeters? Probably not. But All right. I, I, I get why people like that song. I don't know if we'll ever play it live. It's, it's a good song, though. What's our favorite Pantera song, guys? Suicide Note 1 and 2. Yeah, dude, Aaron and I listened to that yesterday oh. in my living room. Just sat there. How did they do that? <laughs> I don't know. Weed, 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 weed. That fucking... Yeah. yeah that's too. Strength Beyond bam, Strength bam. is pretty, hard. pretty yeah. hard. To open a record... That's yeah, crazy. The the record starts with needle needle needle. Yeah, it's fucking nuts, dude. The fucking long ass scream he does over the fucking insane. Becoming uh, intro with the fucking double kick thing that nobody else in the world can do. Like you have to be able to lead with both feet to do it. Vinny was gangster, dude. He was. We were just talking gangster. about. He was fucking awesome. I love a fat drummer. They're the best. They're the best. Nick Barker, the suicidal guy when he was before he was skinny. <laughs> Lord, Pantera uh, rocks. Pantera. I'm gonna say slaughtered. Honestly, wow. Is that a uh, dude with favorite Pantera riff though? Uh, primal concrete sledge breakdown, dude. Didn't, 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 did
but the fucking that's like judiciary that's israel garza guitar lesson one honestly dude yeah absolutely that sounds crazy somebody wanted to know uh, just a qu- talk about your sick design work which we we did earlier but hit thank up you to that he'll, person he'll design some stuff for you <laughs> top three judiciary songs to play live oh that's a good question axis of equality is number one like it gets the craziest reaction every time the pop what can you do you know it's it's the most <laughs> simple song which is like I love the song. It's in a way frustrating because you know how you wrote that song. You're just like, oh yeah, this would be a good intro. Like riff here, riff here, riff here. Okay, cool. Let's move on to the next one. And it ends up being like the fucking craziest song you have. And then you're like, come on guys, we've done better things. I swear. Listen to this crazy time signature that we spent fucking hours on. (laughs) No. (laughs) Give us the first one. They, but Axis is like definitely number one. I get the shit beat out of me like during the sing along part every time. Um, I like Temple a lot. I think that's one of our hardest songs. Having Brody do his part at our shows was cool too. Dude, that was that was the worst when you guys really popped off. Um, that was the top God's Hate song in our like Spotify and <laughs> Really. It was number number one God's Hate song was the Judiciary song featuring God's Hate. <laughs> That's funny. I'm sorry. You'll see we took it off because yeah. it's, it's fucking pissed me off. I but saw yeah, that. Good, I don't blame great, you. I would have done great it too. Track. Yeah. For years, oh. you were sitting on the top. Number one. <laughs> uh, Bastard. Yeah, and then third, probably Karma's Knife. It's fucking fast. It has a fun breakdown. And good fucking song, honestly. I do some like playful shit live, like throwing my voice up really high and then doing it down low. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that shit's fun. Love it. I love that kind of stuff. Maddie Watkins, friend of the show, asked usual Bucky's order. Oh. Mm. I love a brisket sandwich. Mm-hmm. The chopped brisket, brisket sandwich. Bucks. So I admittedly. Like their their hot food, I haven't like eaten that much of. I like what I've had: brisket sandwich, turkey sandwich is good. Um, I'm usually in there. I like freak out when I'm in there, especially during yeah. the summer. Like during the summer, during the day, because when I'm when I drive up to Austin, it's on the way in New Braunfels, and in New Braunfels, there's like a bunch of swimming spots and lakes and shit like that. So everybody stops there before they fucking go to the lake. So it feels like I'm in like a, like a FEMA relief center where you're just like dodging people and people are just grabbing shit off the shelves and fucking running around. Um, so you feel that too, as a Texas resident. Oh yeah. Like Interesting. I, it's stressful, but I love Bucky's. Like I could fucking eat off the bathroom floors. They're so goddamn clean. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta walk in there with a game plan though. You really yeah, do. It's like, so overwhelming. I know like, but if I'm in there, I'm getting, I'm grabbing a Topo Chico. Um, if I want hot food, I'd probably get a brisket sandwich. Um, I like the candied pecans. Um, oh, or that's, like a, the, that's the best thing they got. The, yeah. Those are crazy. Gabe, Gabe uh, the pigeon. Can't believe those things. Every time you go to books. Yeah. Um, and I'm running out of there as fast as I can after that. Yeah. I'll maybe get very, like a little cup great. of like summer sausage and cheese. And I'm mm. good. Yeah. 
See, I've never had a hot meal there. Dude, because the I'm sandwich. so stressed out. Oh. Dude, it's fucking panic inducing. It sucks. And then the like driving is also like $4. It's like yeah. so cheap. Yeah. It's great. Uh, worst injury on the road and not on the road. Injury on the road. Oh, fuck. I had like this linger. It wasn't like necessarily anything that happened at like a show. I think it came from me lifting weights. Um, uh-huh. But I basically found out that the cartilage in my rib. Sorry if you can hear my dog fucking walking around. Um, I, the cartilage in my sternum got inflamed and it carried over onto my back. And so anytime I would take a breath, I would. Like I would just make this sound like because ah, like oh. I, it hurts so fucking bad. So imagine playing a fucking show and trying to like give yourself diaphragm like breast support oh, no, with that. Yeah. Dude, that I, is singing. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't brutal. do like my adrenaline would go up and I could like blast through it, but I couldn't fucking jump around or do do shit. There was one show we played. What it's one of the hottest shows we ever played, Yuma, Arizona. Is this Yuma. place? Well, Yuma, you had to play Yuma at some point. It, uh, we played Prison Hill, which is literally <laughs> just a hill in a park. It was, it's just a slab of concrete. Good show, of honestly. Of we played there with Creeping Death and Vomacara. Nice. And uh, I, I played that show, and I just remember walking back to our van, just hunched over because that was the only way that was comfortable. And I just sat in the van seat and just went, uh, uh, oh for like God. 30 minutes I couldn't fucking do it um, ever, So that sucked um, And then I've also had an allergic reaction On tour too Oh same dude Dude we played the masquerade in fucking Atlanta mm-hmm. And I It was on the Gate Creeper Exhumed tour I fucking During the set I was like My asthma's acting up really fucking bad Like I don't know what's going on I got off stage and I still couldn't catch my breath and then I looked at in the like at my phone camera, and my nose was like fucking swollen. My face was swollen. What do you and allergic I, to? I have no fucking clue. Like we Whoa. ate, they made like a goulash before the set. I don't know if there was like something in the goulash or something, Gross. or like if they cleaned the microphone or something. I don't fucking know. Mm. Um, but like, I looked at Eric from fucking Geek Creeper, and he was like, "Dude." <laughs> Like you fucking do you do you, do you need something? And I'm like, is that the only time that's happened in your life? Yeah, like to my knowledge, the same um, thing. I had the same. I don't. It was from a cat. Uh, a girl named Jackie from the Northwest. We stayed at her apartment. Her cat. I'm not super allergic to cats. I'll sneeze. Same. But something about this cat's hair. I'm I, like I looked like I was abducted. And replaced with like AI who tried to recreate my face from memory. It was crazy. My face was twice the size. There's no photos in existence of this. Uh, I've, I've never experienced that again. I never had it before. But here's Colin's MS Paint re- recreation of it. <laughs> I'll try. Yeah, no, it's gonna be Rocky from from Mask. It's that's gonna be Will I, Smith yeah. and Hitch. Yeah, that's me. Um, I straight it looked crazy. And then I had an ingrown toenail. At this is hardcore 2014. Dude, that sounds like, haha, but those are debilitating. debilitating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I Harm's Way played a, a Halloween show where we wore like pumpkins on our heads, mm-hmm. and it was like really rowdy. And the next day, I had to have my appendix taken out because I like ruptured it. Nice. That was pretty bad. And then uh, one time in New York, I was jumping around, threw my back out really bad. <laughs> um, Chris had gotten his wisdom teeth taken out, so he had um, like small doses of Vicodin left. Nice. But I have a weird opioid. But oh, you're uh, immune, con- right? I'm like immune in like reverse. So like if I when I've when I had my appendix out, I was nauseous for a week because the anesthesia. Right. And like oh, I've taken Kratom before dude, for I love um, anesthesia. That's yeah, I've taken Kratom so before for like knees and inflammation, and it made me like nauseous and made me puke. So what a bummer. And the Vicodin out. kept me up all night. <laughs> I was up. I could not sleep. I have this, the, this. My mom's the same way. Brutal. That was terrible. Um, is Twitter ruining hardcore? No. no. Shows are so much better now. <laughs> and people don't. You got to remember, there was always message boards. Yes. This is all, the, like, the the B nine board is just a yeah. much bigger thing now, and it's all of Twitter. So yeah. it's the same thing. Uh, favorite riff each of you have ever written. You ever write a riff, Jake? I'm learning guitar right now. I have I had a I have a shitty little uh, LTD uh, fucking Viper that has you aftermarket. Ever do, you EMGs. ever mouth riff something that became a riff? Yeah, a couple of times. There you go. That counts. You know any? You you got any off the top of your head that were that were Jake Collinson? Dad, 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 and down. You know, I've mouthed a bunch of solos to Israel that he's uh, um, translated translated into the songs mainly. There's a song on Axis of Equality that like people always ask us to play that just doesn't sound like us at all, um, and uh, the solo on that I I mouth I mouth riff to him a lot. There's been others that I can't think of on the, off the top of my head, but <laughs> that one when I was I was like, you should just go like dow dow banana bow wow, like and that's what he did. Yeah, that's what he did. That's badass. What about you, Colin? No, you go first. Uh, probably infestation, I suppose. Yeah. Stupid. It's like you were talking about earlier, Jake, how that's like kind of a simple song that like caught on and then we had the, the running man thing. So there it is. But I, I had the idea for like a fast beat over like a really binary riff and that's, that's where it came from. Oh, one, oh, one, oh, one, oh, one, Taylor, four, three told me. He just, just I mean, that's just not his I vibe. Just don't like like, you know? When I pick up a guitar, I play the Kill For You verse. Oh, really? Any guitar I pick up, I do the... That's like the first thing. I, yeah. So that's that's the like subconscious answer. Gotcha. Because that's just the first thing. But something on the God's Hate LP would, would have to be. You know what riff I fucking love on the God's Hate LP? Eternity of Hate. I was I was definitely proud of that one. That was one where I was like, "Is this something? Did I steal this?" <laughs> it sounds. I, never, I haven't found it. So it's just it's a bolt thrower scale. Yeah, it's a, it yeah, sounds like you, you were go. listening yeah. to death, and then you're like, it's, "What if there's some death if, in there?" For sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the scale. It's just it's all that. Those are the his five favorite notes. You know, I hit them all. Two octaves. Good notes. Uh, great notes. Have you ever had a paranormal encounter? So as an adult, not really. When I was a kid, though, 
there also was really. uh, there was a reoccurring thing that used to happen when I was so I lived in a two story house and my my bedroom was right above the kitchen um, and I when you when you're in a two story house if you put your ear to the mattress you can kind of hear what's going on downstairs like I would yeah. I would try Base to frequencies yeah yeah I would try to hear like my mom and my dad talking like in the kitchen when I was little. And what, uh, talk, what did they talk about? I was trying to see if they were talking shit, but they weren't. So our son is so fucking wasteful. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, but there was, I would hear at night, like the kitchen cabinets, like opening and closing. And then I would hear footsteps like all the time. Like most nights I would hear the footsteps. Um, and then one night in particular, I heard the kitchen cabinets opening and closing and then like clear as day, I heard cabinet open and then a glass shatter just everywhere. And I was like, Oh no, I bet my mom just like dropped glass or it's the fucking ghost. So in the morning I asked my mom like, Hey, did you like break glass last night? And she was like, no, I didn't go downstairs at all. Asked my sister too. And she didn't either. So was the glass gone? It's nothing was broken. I just heard it. And where were you again? I was in the fuck. Oh no. (laughs) It was real to him, damn it. Yeah. I was just scarring as a child. I believe you. I was afraid of everything as a kid. I'm I it was I I was scarred. If I could tell Austin's story, his is fucked so his grandparents used to live across the street from where we went to school. We went to school at a tiny fucking school. I graduated with 42 people. Um, and in, in a smaller town outside of Lubbock, population 700. Um, New Deal, Texas. Um, New Deal, Texas? New Deal, Texas, home of the New Deal fighting lines. And you know that was named by, like, some guys were playing poker. And they were like, let's get a New Deal going. You know what? <laughs> No, so you know it used Probably to be called Monroe, Deal, Texas, and then the 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 New Deal, the political thing happened, and they were like, I just "That's that's us." Oh, it was poker. Um, but uh, so we, when Austin and I were in high school, we used to just walk across the street to his grandma's and eat frozen cheeseburgers. And uh, he he told me that when he was a kid, um, there was a lady that lived in the house before his grandparents did. And when he was like two or three, he walked around just saying like peachy, 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 which was her nickname. And they didn't tell him that, obviously. And then like when he walked in, like it's just like a bad fucking vibe. Sure. Mm. Um, like the Zach like, Bagans Haunted Museum. Just like the Zach Bagans. <laughs> the, 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 the sister location is in New Deal, Texas. Is in New Deal, Texas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but like, yeah, it was not a good vibe. I think one time we were there, a door opened. Um, so that one was not good, but yeah, little, Door, little doors are not supposed to open. Okay. No, never. They don't. Do my that. watch, keep them close. But we, we little fucking Austin was just walking, no. walking around saying peachy, peachy. which is that. very fucking specific. It's on mm. site with peachy. Fuck PG. All my homies hate PG. All my homies hate PG. What about you, Bo? You ever have a... <laughs> you know what? Uh, funniest, weirdest mosh call you or Jimmy have ever given to a crowd. You know any come to mind? Jimmy likes to call people out, like, specifically. 
So I'll hear like during a set, I'll, I'll just hear like run sharks. Oh, nice. And like shit like that. I think I've like shouted dumb shit out, like people who deadlift. Um, okay. Like just dumb shit, but nothing specific. I do. Uh, it does make me laugh when I hear Jimmy say something stupid like that, though. Something specific. Yeah. My, fa- you know what my favorite mosh call is? Is from the live Sepultura record where he says, or it's a recording. I don't know if it's a full record, but he says, "Sao Paulo, show the world." That's hard. That's hard. James, James has said that a few times. Chicago, show the world. Just wherever we are, show the world. Yeah. You know what I've been doing a bunch that I don't know if I should, if I should do anymore. Uh, I I'll, at the start of the set, I'll say that they're. Uh, like last week, and I said that we're in Tacoma, Texas now. <laughs> People cheered, like but yeah, it was, no, I, like that. I don't know. Fun. We'll see if, also, if it lasts. I have a favorite Megadeth um, video that I've seen where they're going to play Holy Wars, and he goes, this next song goes out to the death of one fucking idiot out in the Middle East. You know who I'm talking about, Detroit? <laughs> Fuck you, Saddam, Holy Wars! And then he just rips it. <laughs> And we Hard. played Brick, New Jersey once on the day that Bin Laden was killed. And James said, fuck you, Osama Breeding Grounds. <laughs> wow. Let's go. Hard. Yeah. Breeding Grounds. God, what a track. I mean, some would say Breeding Grounds is the reason that hardcore <laughs> exists. <laughs> some would call it the master killer of isolation. One of those dominoes is, is Breeding Grounds for sure. Yeah. Uh, top three goaded albums on the labels you have releases with. You can't mention Dude. each other's bands, though. Oh, shit. So top three on Closed Casket? That aren't our Without, bands. yeah, mentioning each other's <laughs> bands. Incendiary, Zabalba. Cost of Living is Cost like, of Living. Cost yeah. of Living funded many of the things we've done. <laughs> like, cost of Living was like that record for me oh for a long God. time. Yeah. Um, what is not this? mentioning y'all's bands is really fucking yeah, hard. It's, it's hard. We were just early, you know. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the back of the lineup shirt. Disgrace. Oh, oh disgrace. yeah, true enemy. <laughs> is. True enemy easily <laughs> is on the is on the the upper echelon there. I think we, you know, people younger than us and people not in bands would have uh, much great like different opinions than us. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Arizona is up there for me. Ooh, that's a great one. Oh, good call. That was, I mean, that's a fucking scene-changing record. Time. Well, uh, King Nine Death Rattle. Oh, fuck. Oh, Go fuck. Ahead. I forget. Yeah. That's a great one. A lot of good stuff. I forget where stuff comes out. You know what I mean? Closed Casket's pretty good. Closed Casket's got a <laughs> that's bit of a lineup. Stuff. Yep. Uh, let's see what else we got. Is it a bigger difficulty gap going from local to regional, or regional to national, or national to international? Band? In my being opinion, lo- being local band is ten years of your life. You yeah, know, to yeah. me. But being a, a band that tours Europe and not doing anywhere near as good as playing Los Angeles has also been a ten-year thing. That's. I mean, it so, doesn't happen. For something. Yeah. It never happened in, for me. In my opinion, it's the international thing, but specifically Europe. And I, I'm not trying to shit on Europe because, no. but it's just like a fact of the matter is we go to Australia and we do really well. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of how it is. If you work in Europe, you're set for life. 
Yeah. And that's why it's like it, it is the great it's the ultimate place, it's the pinnacle of live music. Yeah. Um I never did it. You know, I never made it work. It is not easy. It's not easy. So Jake, you're the last you good luck, buddy. <laughs> All right. We're it's the last now. We're we're our only hope. You're our <laughs> only hope. Uh ask him when the Hidden by Ivory reunion show is. I fucking kill myself. That's my <laughs> That's my first band. Oh, my God. That's so embarrassing. Who asked that? Uh, Justin with a cactus. American rat ass. Oh, my God. That's Austin's wife's brother. <laughs> God damn it, Justin. Got you, Raspberry. Got you, man. No, that was a that that band sucks. Every man. Yeah. Christian Metalcore. Oh, fuck. Oh, you were Christian? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was. Not anymore. Yeah, I'm good. When did you give it up? Uh, when I was towards the end of my time at New Deal, Texas, because nice. obviously West Texas is very Christian ingrained, and yeah. I think it, it took me just kind of stepping away, stepping out for a little bit, and then just being like, yeah, oh, plus like my sister is gay, and I didn't right. that that was a big like step out for me too, because I was just like, oh, you guys don't really agree with with her, and I love her, Good so let you. me just start thinking about this. Yeah, good for you. It's great. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. answer. Love that. How does he feel knowing his band will be dropping an album of the year in March? That's a that's big, praise. that's high praise. Jesus Christ. It's going to feel um, real good. You know uh, it. I will be, I, it's going to feel real good dropping an album mm. in Regardless. March. Yeah, exactly. All right. Love that. That's a good answer. Bo, you got a couple on yours too, which is let me so let me go check. That. Oh, let me. Oh, this is a great one. Would you rather get to eat as much pizza as you want every day and gain no weight, but have to con- consume a ten-gallon bucket of glass per year, <laughs> or no glass, no pizza, never, ever again, forever? No glass and no pizza. Yeah, I'm going no glass, no pizza. I think I have to go no glass, no pizza, but pizza. I don't want to fucking. Eat I, I fucking love pizza. Man. I love. I pizza. hate glass. That's hey, such a loss. You could have a I, calzone. I hate eating glass. I don't. I won't do <laughs> I it. Swore it off. Once you get like a callus going, though. Yeah, but who knows? Yeah, you know, first year you're spending like four months in the hospital. <laughs> but then by that, time, I doctor, I have to do this. You don't yeah. understand. Get it. You don't understand. Have, have you, you had ever turbo crust? Have you ever had the garlic sauce at Papa John's? Oh God, I need it. <laughs> Amen. Uh, here's a question. What's the size of your order? Small, medium, large. Guess. Take a fucking guess, Mia. That's a large. It's I've a never large. gotten anything less than a large. Why, and let me, let me, let me, let me, let me bring something up here. Please Morgan do. Spurlock, if you're watching this, it's on site with you, motherfucker. You're the greatest enemy. Supersize me ruined mm. the world. Mm. He took away the supersize. And now it's just a large because of this piece of shit, Morgan Spurlock. Bastard. Kiss my ass and suck my dick, Morgan Spurlock. I'm coming Bastard. for you. It's on site. If you could play a villain in an action movie opposite of an actor, of an action star, rather, of your choice. So you're the villain against any action star of your choice. Who would it be? Also, the movie can be a pre-existing one or a new original story. Do a pre-existing one because that's more interesting. I mean, who you want to be a Bond villain, right? Yeah, because you don't even need to be. I wouldn't even have to work out. <laughs> yeah, I wear a cool suit. I'm just you know? in like an eye patch. And or cap. I could be a Batman villain. You could. 
I could be fucking Clayface or something, you know? You are Clayface. Nice. I uh, thank you. I'll be the next I'll be the next Joker. You're the next Joker. That happened to my jo- friend. Joe Joe Collins. Yeah. <laughs> that happened to my buddy Eric. <laughs> that happened to my buddy Jake. Uh, uh, this is a really funny. What word do you still have trouble spelling or saying? <laughs> dude, you know, and, and we use it. Guarantee. I fuck up guarantee all oh, the time. I love guarantee. It's a great Can't one. spell it. Occasion. Uh, I got occasion. Business. Necessarily. What did you say, Nec- Jay? Business. Business. Ooh, I love business. Well, a lot necessarily. Because a lot of people, a lot of people do business. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Necessarily is garbage. Fuck. Yeah, it fucks me up. It doesn't make sense. Also, and I, I I'm sorry. I, I'm not good at spelling restaurant. I Rest still fuck our up. Aunt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it seems like it should be dumb, like restaurant. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean. People have a really hard time spelling uh, judiciary and saying judiciary and uh, my name, which is really simple. Jake, let me tell you a word that a lot of people can't spell very well. <laughs> Tongues. <laughs> also twitching twitching is twitching can people get tongues i Hungry. first of all i never envisioned in my life that i'd be saying the word tongues more than any other word in the history of the fucking dictionary mm. but townges, townges has been on more flyers than tongues townges, bullshit, frankly townges and judicari need to play Judica- oh god that would be that would piss me off Judicari featuring leads lead screamist Jack Collins. <laughs> you guys ever heard of Harm's Way with like the H and E? Oh God! Like whey oh. protein, dude. I like God. the I like the Harm's uh, Way G U E Y. That's fun. Way. That's good. Yeah, that's fun. That's good. People don't realize that Harm's Way, the protein we've been hearing since two thousand eight. Dude, yo, a new years. a new guy once a day is like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. Like the protein that rocks your ass. Oh my god! That and shreds your insides. And he's big. <laughs> and he works out, dude. I, I gotta tell you, I've gotten at least five DMs of the same genre that will be like, "You guys should do a tour with Harm's Way and Rotting Out or some shit like that." Just like lifter it, guys. Yeah. Over two hundred pound tour. Totally. Crowbar. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Crowbar headlining. I'll take yeah. that one. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that that concludes this lovely episode. That was two. This hours. was fantastic. Zipped right by. I hope y'all had a good time because I did. We had a great Last. time, Jake. Thank gonna, you for I'm joining. I'm going to urinate my organs oh, out. I'm going to piss for the rest of the night, I think. <laughs> uh, Jake, Flesh and Blood is out next month. Flesh plus Very blood. exciting. What's the date? March 10th. March tenth. What are the what are the singles called? Engulfed, Paradigm Piercer, and one more coming out uh, in sometimes. That's a weird song okay. title. Yeah. yeah, that one's crazy. Can't wait to hear it. That must be the closer. <laughs> uh, thank this you. This is so called much. one more coming out in sometime. <laughs> Jake, thank you for being on. Thank you for all for listening. Check out Judiciary, Flesh and Blood, Closed Casket, March tenth. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.